Actually, this whole year, I don't think I've made more than like eight or nine videos in what, seven months, nine months. I didn't make any videos since I left that fucking drunk Austin piece of shit's house. <laughs> but it's nice to be back. And it's, but it's not nice to be back for this reason. Okay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I regret to inform you that I have come out of hiding to address something. And we now have a, uh, a new episode of red pill TMZ. Oh my God. Yes. And I always like to say, you know, I got the juicy gossip, but the truth is this isn't gossip if it is a firsthand account, right? Right. So anyway, ooh, I know some people are going to be mad at me, but I don't care. I don't care. There's a lot of shit I got to say. And no one ever knows what went down. And it, okay, so let me start from the top. If you are one of my old school fans and you are so ride or die for me that you've actually followed me to rumble where I get five views on every video. If you are that ride or die fan and you've been with me since the beginning, you remember back in October of 2020, I went to an event put on by a group called the Acre Vikings. And uh, things didn't turn out so well by the end of the evening for me. And in my opinion, for them either. Um, I've kept my mouth shut about this event. I have never talked about it online. And the thing is about YouTubers is they like to all talk a lot of shit and they put all their business out there. Um, and the thing is about my channel is that 95% of the stuff that I know about people or that I've experienced with people, I don't fucking say because I don't want to damage the movement. And you see, unlike a lot of YouTubers, I don't sit there and argue with trolls. I'm not reactive. I'm not emotional. I'm not crazy. I'm not, uh, I mean, I get, an I'm animated. I'm very animated. I get belligerent. I get indignant. I think in, uh, indignant is a more appropriate term. I will not show certain people deference, but listen, guys. I know you probably think that I'm on here and I'm going to roast the angry Vikings. And I promise you to your disappointment, I am actually not going to roast the angry Vikings. 
this show that I'm doing for you today, this is going to be a doozy. This is going to be like a two hour show. Okay. There is so much to go over. I am going to present to you a story of patriots coming together, patriots having fun, patriots supporting each other. And then at the same time, patriots not checking their receipts and patriots getting involved in a swarm of mob, mob mentality very quickly and very easily. This is a story of psychology. There's a little bit of a quick fling between a 38-year-old woman and a 23-year-old young, angry Viking. There's getting kicked out of the house. There's guns. There's beer. There's the American flag. It's making for a TV fucking movie, if you really ask me, okay? Why am I doing this? Jenny, Jenny, why are you addressing this now? Are you mad? Are you bitter? No, no, no. First of all, I just want to say, and I'm going to make sure this gets to all the angry Vikings and you guys are going to fucking watch it. Okay. I am not mad. I for, I forgave and for, forgiven and forgotten a long time ago. Y'all aren't even fucking big enough or important enough to even be on my radar or anybody else's radar who's in the movement. I'm sorry to tell you that. I'm not trying to trash the community that you've built. I'm just trying to give you a realistic perspective about what your actual influence and reach has been, okay? And it's not to disparage anything that you guys did. I can't disparage what you guys did in other cities versus what happened in Lakeland just based on my own experience. But what I can do is I can tell my story and I feel like I have the right to do that. Like I said, I have been a fucking ride or die bottom bitch gangstress for this movement, keeping my mouth shut about a lot of things. I bet I could get a lot of likes and views. I bet I could get a lot of comments if I told everybody's business of every party that I've been to, every event that I've been to, every person that uh, was in a hotel room with me or, or, or a, a bar with me. I could tell a whole bunch of shit about a whole bunch of patriots way more fucking popular than you guys if I wanted to, but that's not how I roll. And um, before I introduce myself so you guys can get to know me better since you guys never did your research, um, I want to kind of give you a background about me. This is stuff about me that people who've been following me for a while know. Um, but I don't think you guys ever got to know that because, you know, we never really got to have a whole lot of conversation before things went south. So I would like to ask for your ear and an open heart. Um, I'm going to tell you um, about myself. I'm going to tell you why I'm making this video. And then we're going to get into a little bit more of my background that you guys should have been able to get into. But I guess you didn't have time to that day. Okay, so. Um, as you can see, I am a chef. Um, pretty sure I had this tattoo when uh, I came to visit you guys in 2020. Um, I was, I've been a chef for 20 years. I grew up in LA. Um, I like to tell people that I grew up in Hollywood because I actually did grow up in Hollywood. I grew up um, with uh, celebrities' kids, uh, a lot of celebrities. 
uh, went to my high school and surrounding high schools. When you live in LA, you see celebrities driving down the street all the time. When I was 18 years old, Harvey fucking Keitel pulled up next to me and said, hello, how you doing? And I was like, you're my favorite actor. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I grew up, if you guys remember that movie, the one, I mean, that TV show, The Wonder Years, I actually grew up in the high school that that show was filmed at. And uh, that was a really great experience. Um, I've always been a little bit of a rebel. Um, growing up in LA makes you a little bit of a rebel. You're unconventional, you're untraditional. It's cool to be weird. It's cool to be depressed. It's cool to get involved with people you shouldn't get involved with. Ditch school, um, hang out with boys. Like I've I've done it all. I've done it all. I was a I was a party I was a party rocker chick from LA who loved my friends and loved my my uh, who loved animals and loved to smoke a lot of weed and uh, I read a lot of books. I I hung out with poets. I hung out with philosophy majors that were going to UCLA. I even hung out with communists, unbeknownst to me. Um, I've been working in the culinary industry since I was 20 years old. I had a baby when I was 20 years old uh, with a man who didn't love me. And so there's there was quite a bit of baby, baby jetty drama over the years, but things smoothed out and then things got really, really bad again, as maybe some of you know and Gator will tell you about that. Anyway, um, I love uh, I love food, obviously. I'm a gourmet chef. I've worked in Silicon Valley for many years. I've catered for every company you can think of, including Google, Deloitte, Oracle, Salesforce, Adobe. Um, I worked for the Oakland A's. I, actually got to serve Billy Bean and meet Billy Bean in person one time. And if you don't know who Billy Bean is, he is was the owner of the Oakland A's. Uh, obviously, they're now moving to Vegas, but um, I don't know um, if most people know, but he absolutely loves sushi. He loves sushi. And so I got to make sushi for him and his son. Um, I've catered for Cal Berkeley. I've catered all over the Bay Area. Um, lived in Vegas for two years. That was, uh, that was not a great experience. <laughs> you think it would be fun, but you know, if you don't drink and if you don't gamble and if you don't want to hoe around, like there's really honestly nothing to do out there. It's nothing but stucco homes and subdivisions and, uh, and, and, and strip malls, like on every street. It's horrible. Let's see. Um, yeah, I've just, I've been a fun loving party girl for kind of my whole life. And I've always been a hard worker. I've always worked like 60 hours a week. And when I say I was party, like I wasn't doing drugs or anything like that. I do cocaine from time to time because I was a chef, but you know, like I, it was never an addiction for me. Um, smoked a lot of cigarettes, smoked a lot of weed and just went home and went to sleep, you know, but if I could go out to a show if I could go out to the Roxy or the Whiskey or the Troubadour, you know, some some club in Hollywood, if I had the opportunity to go out, I would go out for sure, for sure. So love rock music, love country music. Um, 
you know, always got called an Oreo when I was growing up, always got called a coon. So this whole thing, like when I became conservative and had to deal with all this shit, this was not new for me. I've been, I've been getting made fun of by black people for my whole life. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. It is what it is. And I'm, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. Um, so that's me. So how did I become red pill rage? Now, this is a juicy story. At the time I had a podcast called beer talk radio, which is still up on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. that, uh, actually I'll make a banner for it. That podcast Apple Podcast. Uh, I I'm fucking this up. I'm wasting time. iHeartRadio and Spotify. Okay. So beer talk radio. So um, I was really into craft beer. I was really into independent beer. I was a certified craft beer supporter by the Brewers Association. I was, um, I won second place in the craft beer marketing awards, um, social awareness video, which was about the fires in which I made a video about the fires in Australia, one second place. And I also, um, what else did I, do? I was the number eight craft beer podcast on iTunes in the year 2020 of the top 2020 craft beer podcast. So I was always like kind of an accomplished person. I was, I always worked around entertainment. I always worked around people that had lots of money, people that were just creating anything. I was always around marketing and branding. And even as a chef, you're always around that. So I like creativity. I like food. I like beer pairing. I did chug videos. I did beer reviews. I used to cook with beer. I would do like beer and chocolate videos. I would do beer and cheese videos, beer can chicken videos, whatever I could do to combine my love for food and love for beer. And then my love for independent business owners, whatever I could do to combine that I did. So, um, in 2020, as we all know, shit got really fucking real. And what happened was I had a Instagram profile to promote the podcast. And literally every one of my friends, everyone I knew, everyone in the industry decided that they were going to go woke and put the black square on all of their, their social media and then start holding panels at breweries about racism in the beer industry. And these were people I fucking knew. These were brewers, business owners, fucking pastry chefs, bartenders, people I knew in San Francisco, people I knew in other cities of breweries that I had visited. So man, now mind you, I'm 37 years old in 2020. Uh, I'm working my ass off. I'm making a ton of money under Trump. 2020 is crippling San Francisco. It's crippling California. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone for months. Then Antifa 
and BLM decided to destroy my city, which you never saw a lot of it on the news about what was happening in San Francisco and Oakland, because you never see a whole lot on the news about what's happening there anyway. So everything from, I, I don't even want to get into it now, but all the worst things that you can think about, vandalism, uh, abusing the public, uh, noise pollution, setting off fireworks, shutting down freeways, spray paint, spitting on cops, throwing things at people, uh, everything that you know that they do, I had to live through that every fucking day for months. So dealing with the George, George Floyd thing, already dealing with COVID, I snapped. And so I started speaking out against all of these breweries and all of these companies and all of these people that I knew, especially the ones that were black in craft, all these people that I knew, and I was calling everybody out. And there was a series of other things that I was calling out too, but mainly that. And boy, I learned who my friends were real fast. I learned who my friends were real fast. So you can imagine all the trolley stuff that happens and all the unfollowing that happens and then the shadow bans and then the reporting and then the people making fun of me and, and calling me names and, you know, calling me every name in the book, okay, for speaking out against these breweries that were supporting BLN. So lose my beer talk radio page. Thank God the podcast is still up. So all of that material is on there. I'm really proud of that. And then I become red pill rage because at this point, I don't give a fuck who knows I'm conservative. I had been living in the conservative closet for like two, for like three or four years prior, like three years prior to me coming out in 2020. So nobody knew I was conservative. Nobody knew I was a Trump supporter. Nobody. So I come out publicly, basically destroy all my relationships in the craft beer industry, destroy all my relationships amongst um, all the brewers that I knew. You know, nobody would talk to me after that. All the other craft beer influencers, nobody would talk to me about like that. But I was like, fuck it, I'm going to fight for my country. So then because now, now red pill rage is born. Now red pill rage is born. So there's nothing to do. I'm at home. I'm on lockdown. They had, they even had like, like tape on the, on the, on the, um, hiking trails in Berkeley. They had, um, tape on the playground equipment at the playgrounds all over Oakland and, and the South area. Okay. It was like living in, in, in San Francisco was nothing but crackheads out. No business people, no tourists. The, the cable car was shut down. The trolley was shut down. Nobody could go to work. Everybody was working from home. My boss was trying with all his might to, to hang on. All the catering companies and restaurants were scrambling to try to figure out what to do. Everyone was going crazy. Everyone was going crazy. Everyone was losing their money, losing their minds, drinking too much. It was awful, okay? We all know what happened. I didn't live in no free state. This shit wasn't over by April like it was in Texas. I didn't live in North Dakota. South Dakota, wherever Christy Nome is. 
Um, anyway, so Red Pill Rage is born. I decide to leave Oakland, start going on to a bunch of rallies from a bunch of, you know, activists and, and influencers that I had seen on, on YouTube and people were recommending me to other people and, and a lot of sharing was going on. I was doing a ton of research. I was making crazy videos. Uh, wasn't really live streaming at, at first, like for the first couple of months, I was pre-recording my videos, editing them and posting them. Um, that's how I was doing it. That's the way I'm going to do it now. I'm not, I'm never fucking live streaming again. I don't ever want to know what fucking people are out there anymore. I just don't care. Um, but anyway, so basically on this activism, citizen journalist, you know, commentator journey, it was a ton of fun. I had a lot of good times and, and bad times. We all did. It was a crazy time for the MAGA movement. We all truly believed that COVID and BLM would be enough to defeat the Democrats. And boy, were we wrong. We were confident. We were strong. We had so many people standing up, so many people speaking out. I understand why you guys were so passionate because I was just as passionate myself. We all had our little role. We all had our little niche. We all had our little thing. We all had our little cre creativity. And it was like God was bringing all the patriots together to converge that year and be together and know each other and unite and really stand up for, for our president, right? Okay, so that's how I found that, you know, you guys just kind of came on my radar, uh, like not even like a, maybe like a week or two before your event in Lakeland. And I don't, I remember, I remember who introduced us. It was this guy right here. So let me go ahead and uh, stop talking about myself. And we're just going to talk about what happened. Yes. So it was this guy. Whoever this guy is, I do not for the life of me remember his name. I am so sorry, whoever you are. Whoever this guy is, this is the one who invited me. So he's like, hey, there's going to be this big rally in Lakeland, Florida. And at the time... I was already in Florida um, and I didn't really have any plans. So yeah, I was going to come to it. No problem. No problem. Um, let's see. I don't know who that is. If somebody can identify this guy, somebody tell him I said hello. I do not remember his name at all. So sorry about that. Okay. Stop screen. Next up. Um, so I come to the thing and apparently, oh no, we're going to get rid of that. Let's see. First of all, oh, we're going to talk about a real patriot right here. Um, go back. Okay. So I come to the thing. It's, it's very sparse, but there were a lot of people there when it first started. I came in, saw a bunch of trucks, Trump flags, American flags. It seemed great. I was excited. The area was beautiful. It was a great location. It was really hot that day. Uh, it would have been nice for there to be some shade sitting out in the burning sun on top of your head in Florida. is tough for no one who's ever experienced that before. But, I mean, I guess you white people couldn't <laughs> stay to the end because I certainly did, which is why I feel qualified to talk about it. 
Um, so came in, I was actually there pretty early. Um, let's see, maybe there were maybe like 125 to 150 people there in the beginning. Um, it was a little bit weird. I, I met up with this guy, I think in the beginning. And I think the first person I got introduced to was whiskey and whiskey. And we're going to get to you whiskey. Oh, we're going to get to you whiskey. And it's not what you think. I promise you, promise you. Um, and whiskey is kind of like, kind of like interrogating me a little bit. You know, he's asking me questions about Donald Trump and giving me a bunch of shit because I didn't say president first and like telling me how to speak and telling me where I can sit. But the problem is, or at least the thing that took me aback was there weren't that many fucking people there. You didn't really have like a press area because you didn't really have press there. Like if we're all going to be honest, if we're all going to keep it above. Okay. Um, but it was cool. You know, people were leaving over the course of the speeches throughout the day. All the speeches I thought were really, really good. The best one personally that I thought, the one that I thought was the best was uh, Fetters Grove. I thought his was the most heartfelt and he was the most engaging storyteller, but most of the speeches were good. There was nothing there I didn't disagree with. Um, I didn't really understand the point of the rally. I didn't really understand why they were doing it. I do understand, however, that there was a scuffle in terms of the scheduling because Mike Pence was also in Lakeland on that very same day. So the consensus has been that there would have been, you know, thousand people there to see Dylan, there would have been a thousand people there to see Dylan. Oh my God. Did I even say what I was talking about? Okay. We're going to, we're going to watch a little bit of the video too. I told you it's going to be a long ass fucking stream. We're already half hour in and I'm finally like finishing introducing myself and talking about what happened. Okay. So apparently Dylan has a big following, I guess, in some other city that they went to, they had a lot of people there. So they thought it would be the same thing in Lakeland, but uh, I guess everybody, Everybody decided to go see Mike Pence and then nobody showed up to the party. So that's what happened. The more popular girl had her birthday on the same day. And that's just what happened. You know, you can't really split your friends in half, I guess. Um, met everybody there. Like I said, I stayed till the end because I like to be respectful like that. And I don't want to interrupt people when they're talking. And, but like I said, by the end of the thing, nobody was there. There were like the the speakers and the, I guess the people who were volunteering or working it and maybe like eight or nine other people. So, I mean, that, that tells you like how these things go and, and it's not your fault. You know, it's, it's hard to put on events got to give people credit for trying. I don't, you know, they, they, they definitely got an A for effort, but anyway, um, apparently there were two or three guys from Kentucky who I guess I thought were angry Vikings. 
Um, so we exchanged, I exchanged numbers with, I think one or two of them. And this is where the story gets a little bit interesting, but before we get to that, uh, I, I wanted to show proof that I was there. So let's go ahead and look at this. We've got this guy who had a live stream and just for the record, I always want to make it clear that when I post pictures of anybody i always ask first okay i always ask first okay i was trained really well by antifa about what not to do okay thank you you're welcome um i always try to kind of point we'll, we'll get to we'll get to anonymity and security later so let's also look at this. I have a little video for you guys. Yes. Oh, it's in my upload. It's sorry. It's been so long. Okay. Okay. So I've never actually met a real life Viking. <laughs> um, you can call me Lagatha. Lagatha. Okay. Yes. Uh -oh. I want to be. I want to be I'll a be Viking. Right, I'll be right now. I should be Lagatha. Please. <laughs> Thank you so much for putting this on. I'm oh, Red no Pill problem. Rage and. Um, people on my stream like you oh, cool. so do you have a message for the ragers well thank you first off thank i want to thank you for being here okay and thank you guys for following along um this this isn't stopping today more people need to step out of their comfort zone and do stuff like this that's the only way we're going to affect change that's honestly the only way you can rep somebody is to get them in person and to actually tell them that you know, I, that's why I debate people on my show. Is I try to change, show them the facts, and that's the only way you can do it, folks. Truth. Hit them with facts and truth, and there's no way you can lose an argument. That's why I say when you come on the show, the only two requirements: you're not racist, and it's facts. No, no emotion. No, no emotion behind it. So thank fuck you. Guys. Your that, fuck Bring your feelings. Bring the receipts. That's it. Bring <laughs> the receipts. So thank you guys, and I hope y'all have a great day. There's Dylan. There's your boy. There's your boy. There's your uh, there's your guy. There's your guy. <laughs> there's your guy. Um, okay, so next up. Um, it was I. So let me just inform everyone of what's going on. So that guy that you just saw, so I guess he was the founder or leader or whatever of Angry Vikings, Dylan Stevens, which apparently that's all that's also not his real name. He has been caught in a swindling scandal on TikTok. And you know why I'm I another reason I had to come forward with all of this is because it's because I kind of been through this before and we're going to get through we're going to get I'm sorry, we're going to get to um a similar very similar situation with somebody that I know, someone I used to date, big, husky, testosterone-infested, meathead, dummy, grifter, scammer who couldn't throw a fucking birthday party, but yet had uh, thousands of followers and women from everywhere sending him cash apps and, and Venmo's and Boy, did, you know, boy, did he milk, did he milk his image? And boy, did he milk that 1776, 3% patriot, Republican, conservative, red pill. Boy, he fucking milked all of that. 
He milked the MAGA. And so it's so funny that it's happening now with the same guy. Um, but what's even more interesting is that he, the, the, the group that he started, these angry Viking dudes, had followed him in like a real life militia before he created this online cult. So it's just funny how these scam artists in the MAGA movement and really throughout all of areas of life, they just go from one situation to the next situation to the next situation. And if you change your name and block enough people, you might kind of get away with it. You almost kind of get away with it. That's how stupid these followers are. The real life followers are idiots and the uh and the and the online followers are idiots okay but again again i'm sending this to you motherfucking angry vikings sorry sorry i'm sending this to you because i have a lot of things to say to a lot of people but it's not what you think so again the way that i talk this is because i grew up in la and i lived in oakland and it's because i've been a chef for almost 20 years so the way that I talk has more to do with just my personality. And it I, I know it comes off as aggressive. It's not aggressive. It's not disrespectful. This is just how the fuck we talk where I'm from. So sorry, okay? We're a little bit ghetto and we're a little bit valley. We're a little bit aloof and we're a little bit fuck you at all at the same time. But we're trying to do it in, a, in like a positive, like we're trying to do it in like the most positive way. I'm just, you know. I still got a lot of therapy and communication skills to, you know, hash out. But I think for the most part, most people who know me would say that I'm very articulate. I express myself um, well and that there should never really be any room for confusion with Jenny. And we'll get to that later. Um, let's go ahead and invite the cast and crew of the Angry Vikings to the show. Let's start with the Blair Bitch Project, hosted by All-American Chicano Network. And I want to tell you guys that when this was sent to me, this, I, I, I listened to about 30 minutes of it from the beginning, because, you know, I don't take anything out of context. I'm known for that. This was sent and... Uh, I couldn't believe it, but yet I could absolutely believe it. I could absolutely believe it. I could definitely see Dylan being the leader of some kind of online TikTok cult of, of women sending him cash apps and uh, incel dudes who want to be him seeking his approval and validation so hard that they will ride for him as well. I could totally see that. So introducing everyone here from the Angry Vikings. Now, this isn't all everyone. So honestly, I think only one, two, three, four, five, six are actually Vikings. And I think two of them were just attendees in Lakeland, but it doesn't sound like they really knew 
or or spent a lot of time or involvement with the Vikings after they left Lakeland. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but that was just the sense that I got. And this, the reason I got that sense from like particularly Greg and Gary is because it, it just didn't sound like they had a whole lot of receipts to contribute to the conversation. So what that tells me is they probably didn't spend a whole lot of guy, uh, time with the guy. And, and that makes sense. It's not like, you know, a jab on them at any way. I'm just saying they didn't really contribute much. Um, it, it sounds like Greg stuck around a little bit more and still tried to support the fi organization financially by trying to buy a T-shirt, but it didn't work out. And so I guess he's he's telling about what ha that happened with the T-shirt situation. But I know Gator, South Park, Bear, Free from Fetters Grove, and Silver Fox, 100% fully involved, fully committed. And then the lady at the bottom is, her name is Mama T. And she is going to, uh, she is his uh, wife, twice married. So let's listen to them just kind of introduce themselves and discuss in better terms than I can discuss what happened with this dude, Dylan, and how things kind of went south and why they decided to do a stream two days ago. Your brain, Mama T. So we oh can get a little God. bit of information from this. Wow. I think, you know uh, something. Seriously. From, huh? And from what I understand, uh, uh, Mama T, there's like, there's a paper trail and stuff, and there's like information regarding things that were done with certain <laughs> items and so forth. We would love to ask some questions of you, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Ask away. Like I, I think, said, hey guys, uh, hey guys, I really don't care. Second. I told I him if he ever screwed me and our children over again, that it would be the worst decision he would ever make in his life. Hmm. I, I, and who I has custody of the children? Wait, hang on. Betty. I, I mean, Hold on. Dale's trying to say something. Dale's trying to say something. My bad. Hey guys, so listen. Well, what I think we should do for her followers, for context of who we are, we should, you know, introduce ourselves Absolutely. to her community as well. So, Oh, yeah. And could you say how you know him? Like from that yeah. time, absolutely. We would be more than happy to. And, and so, Dale, I'll I'll let you start since you're. I, I think yeah. That's so you're... they most people know me as Silver Fox and or Dale or whatever. I was uh, the Dylan's number two in well before the Angry Viking. It was Facebook, and uh, you know everyone followed him on um, Facebook, and he did you know, pretty good things to start, right? He was uh, very convincing of his whole story and what he wanted to do for the country, right? And this is where I met all these guys at. They met me here. And then, uh, you know, after, after TikTok, I'm sorry, after Facebook, he, you know, wanted to do something else. So we came up with the idea of the Angry Viking and to go to Louisville, Kentucky, right to march against uh grandmaster jay and his goon squad right and uh that was one of our first big rallies we have tens of thousands of people there and uh you know then just went so on and so forth from there and uh but that's just who i am like i know the ins and outs of this guy like you know for years before Everything went to shit, so that's who I am. Uh, Gator, I think you should go next. Yeah, I was like, no, Gator, for sure. 
uh, I'm Gator Charlie, and uh, I was his personal security and head of security for the Angry Viking uh, organization, and uh, one of the one of the three that uh, was part of the leadership of the group. I think that pretty much sums up what I did, right? All right, let's go. Let's go with Southpaw next. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm, they, they call me Southpaw or Mike. I was the Wisconsin chapter president for Angry Southpaw, or for, uh, sorry, for Angry Viking. And uh, I got to know him, all these guys pretty deeply. And Dylan, I always had a little bit of reserves about Dale have never and Charlie never. And uh, we are large supporters of the Angry Viking, myself and my wife. And we got taken advantage of by Dylan. So it's. Uh, Wait, somebody, somebody was taken advantage of by him? Oh, yeah. imagine that. Imagine are are that. you for real right now? No way. Let's go with. Just so we understand the context of uh, uh, how how much Southpaw gave of himself, of his family, give me an estimate of how much money you donated to, to this individual. Oh, it's in the thousands. Thousands. Probably close to eight grand. Yeah, probably more than that. Oh, yeah, it's probably more than that, Southpaw. Um, yeah, you're well, being very modest, Southpaw, and we know that, but it's all good, brother. I not mean, just, know, and it bro. wasn't just financial, man. It was it was your time, your your you know your your heart, your investment. You know, at that time in in this country's history, we all put ourselves online and on the line to stand up for what we believed in. Well, yeah, you know, he was supposed to show up to Kenosha for the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, mm. and. Uh, there was money raised for that, and then all of a sudden there was no money for that, and he never showed up. And <laughs> the, uh, Wait. we had we had other people that were part of the organization that drove seven to ten hours that showed up, but Dylan never showed up. The next individual I want to go to will be I was going to go to Gary, but he's not here. Let's go with the real Greg Kelly. I don't know why you want to go with me, bro. You know what I'm saying? I'm the young buck, bro. Well, not really the youngest buck. You know what I'm saying? But I came into the Viking family last, I believe. And, um, you know, I listen, I'm not going to go into a, a ton of detail. I'll just say this. You know, when you meet people, you get the opportunity to rub elbows with people, man. You, you find out real quick who they are. I mean, I found out who he was, who Dylan was real fast. Uh, just watching them, you know, like the brother was just saying, you know, people going places, showing up. He ain't showing up. But everybody was there, you know, to take that stand that we know we needed to take for America. Uh, and he was nowhere to be found. And, you know, I know for a fact leaders don't leave their men in the field. I mean, that, that's just that's just what it is. You know that. Uh, but I watched them take advantage of people, people I care about, people, some of the people in this chat, some of the people on this panel. Um, I tried to, you know, have a word with him on a one-on-one. He never communicated with me. He wouldn't talk to me at all. And if I were him, I probably wouldn't have either. You know, I poke holes in bullshit. I think it's fun. And so that's what, that's what it would have been. 
Uh, but I did meet some outstanding people as a result of his fucking buffoonery. Um, I developed a strong relationship uh, with all the men that's up here, with the exception of Sal Paul. Me and him don't really know each other that well. Uh, and Dale, we don't know each other too well, but, you know, we've been, uh, you know, in circles together. And uh, I've, I can only say they're good people. You know, Fetty, uh, I met a lot of good folks. Uh, you know, me and Bear, I mean, that's my best friend at this point. Gay to fuck him because I can't ever get myself close enough to his ass. And the one time I was close to his ass, somebody else had their hands on his ass. Ah! Uh. So I just couldn't get a hold of him. But anyway, yeah, man, I, I, I love the brothers up here. Uh, like I said, I met some good people as a result of this dude. But I'm hoping that, you know, vengeance, that the Lord pays that brother back for what he's done in mercy, of course, because, you know, none of us deserve what we get all the time. Uh, but, you know, he need to stop you know, hurting folks and taking people's money and shit, bro. That's all I got. All right. The next person I'm going to go with is going to be, uh, Gary Lamb. Um, what do you, uh, what do you want to say? Well, not much. I just wanted to say, Hey, everybody once again. Um, so I, I'm also one of the ones that came in on the tail end of the situation. And I kind of just got swept up into it. Um, when it comes down to, Yes, yes, hood. Like when you really look at it, come on, let's be real. We that we was like three months out. These guys have been dealing with with this guy forever. We got in when he was at his height, height, you know. So we was kind of on the tail end too. I ain't had but so many opportunities to talk to the guy. So uh, you know, I look at it like I just got swept up into it. But I did see some interesting. Interesting things. It was a couple of people that we was talking heavily in backstage, trying to figure out what was going on with a lot of stuff. And oh, um, I got. We'll get to it, baby. We'll get to it. I promise. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. My guys are asking questions. Um, guys, I promise you. Right now, it's just like the introduction of everybody. You'll understand more about what we're doing. Um, they're just introducing themselves because that way you'll you'll we you'll want, we want you to have context. Yeah, yeah. Like so, when we say what we're saying. <laughs> We weren't just people in the chat that he blocked. We weren't right. just we weren't just fucking some some young chick that he uh, scammed online and came and stayed with on the couch for for a couple of weeks. We were family. Yep. He, called, he called everybody in this group right here family. He called he know the meaning of that. He called us all brother. Yep. We're gonna show you what family means, brother. Okay. With that said, I'm done. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. You guys, hey, Gary, you. I love you. All right, the next individual we're, I'm going to call on is Hood Conservative. What's up, my brother? Hey, listen, you know, old hoodie, you know, this Viking situation, it was a very interesting one. You know, honestly, you know, did. You know, listen, I, I look, I, yes, him being a fraud and all the other scandals, but I really met a lot of people you know, especially, you know, the guys on this panel, you know, especially meeting them all in person, man. And, you know, look, we had, we had, uh, we had some good times, man. You know what I mean? Meet, listen, meeting Gary in person. I mean, now mind you, I probably, I still haven't met Gary anyway. You know, me and Gary are probably still, you know, be as close as we are, you know, anyway, you know what I mean? But not Gator, you know what I mean? We'll uh we'll stop there. I, I remember that guy who was talking about Donald Trump is gully. He gully. I'm from New York. I like I like him gully. You know. I, I always remembered him for saying that. Anyway, okay. So now you see like 
overview here. Militia, basically, sorry, low budget proud boys. That's that is what I used to call you guys. Sorry, sorry. I'm just gonna admit it. Yeah, I used to call you that. Low budget proud boys, um, following behind a dude who basically made up a whole bunch of stuff about his past. It's horrific the things that he has said. Basically convinced them all to give me money and support me and and Facebook group and let's grow this and let's make t-shirts and let's throw an event and let's do this and let's do that and let's do this. Like I love the I love the energy and you have to remember 2020 we were all going as hard as we possibly fucking could. Leaving homes, leaving uh, 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 um, job opportunities, I guess if you weren't on unemployment, but most of us were, at least I was, um, there was a lot, there was a lot. And the thing is, I don't know these guys. I don't know these guys. I've met them all one time or two times in one day, I should say. I don't know these guys. I, I, I knew that I had a good time at the event in Lakeland that they put on I met uh, the villain report, the villain report, uh, rest in peace, the villain report. Um, it was cool. It was cool. Um, but why am I making this video? Like here I am almost an hour in I had to write all of this shit down. I need you guys to understand today was really hard for me. I watched all five hours of this live stream. I was up till about four in the morning. Like I said, I watched it a little bit, like 30 minutes of it, worked as much as I could, came home, had to unwind, get even in a headspace to watch it. And then I have to, and then I couldn't sleep last night. I was so disturbed by what this guy Dylan had done. The guy in the video, I was so disturbed by what he would, what he is, what he's doing to people, but I'm not fucking surprised because as red pill rage, I will tell you this. I probably knew a hell of a lot more people than some of you guys did. There was a time when I had my 15 minutes of fame. Okay. Just like we, all of our influencers, we do. And I feel like this thing with Dylan is a teachable moment. Okay. So let me, I'm fuck it. I'm, we're going to have a teachable moment banner. Okay. Okay. Here's the teachable moment for every, anyone who wants to get involved with trying to ride or jump on the MAGA train and, 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 and use social media to literally create an identity and content that is going to rake in money as a fucking business. I've seen almost every movement in the MAGA train get destroyed by a leader who got greedy and selfish and disrespectful. And eventually the fans find out everybody falls and you're just going to have to move over to another fucking platform and to try to earn your coins and your cash apps and your Venmos and your super chats. Okay. This social media game is an ugly fucking game. And what's the sad part that I've had to discover the hard way myself in my social media journey has been that 
these influencers are cutthroat. You wouldn't think that we'd all be competitive with each other. You think we'd all be helping each other, but that's really not the case. People get in their feelings about things. All kinds of people got personality disorders that you don't know about. They got mental health issues that you don't know about. They have drug addiction, alcohol addiction that you don't know about. People have all kinds of shit going on that you don't know about and that you'll never know if you weren't this person's roommate, personal friend, not online friend, not fucking stream yard friend, not I met you once or twice friend, but personal friend and even half of people's personal friends don't know who they who their friends really are. Okay. An ex lover or spouse or somebody that's been on a road trip with this person or somebody that's tried to start a business or exchanged any kind of money with this person. That's how you can tell how you fucking know people. And it sickens me. It sickens me that y'all become so hard. You, you, you guys had such a fucking bromance for this guy that you guys did countless favors for him. You ignored countless red flags for him. And I'm sorry. And I say this with love. Y'all are getting a spanking today. Sorry, angry Vikings. You're getting a fucking spanking today. All right. By the way, it, this past May was the 30th anniversary of the movie uh, Dazed and Confused. And I got this at a at a showing. Okay. It's, it's not a personal, it's not a personal instrument or tool or toy. But y'all, Vikings, you're gonna get this shit today. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get it today with love. And with respect, as respectful as I can be. But um, like I said, it's a teachable moment. I personally have gone through this and seen this happen with someone I knew. And I've seen it happen with countless other people that I know in the movement. Um, it, it, it happens everywhere. It happens everywhere. It's fucking sick. And as patriots, we need to understand that we are fucking under attack. We don't have time for all this going back and forth and going back and forth. I mean, I would like to know from South Paul, did you give $8,000 to the family of anyone in the gulag? Just, just curious. Did you get South Paul? Did you give $8,000 to anyone in the gulag? Or did y'all have such a hard on for this guy that he easily manipulated you into being his flying monkeys doing his bidding? getting other people that you know to support him and give him money. And you ain't seeing no, you ain't seeing no action items getting checked off the list by this guy. You're not seeing any leadership qualities coming out of this guy and y'all did it anyway. Y'all did it anyway. What you are called is flying monkeys. And I want to talk about why you might be feeling this way. The phenomenon is timeless. The soldier who feels he is losing the support of those around him is born back into an intolerable, primitive terror. He fears he will face death alone. Many great military leaders have turned this terror into strategy. Genghis Khan was a master at it, using the mobility of his Mongol cavalry to cut off his enemy's communications, and he would isolate parts of their army to make them feel alone and unprotected. He worked, he worked consciously to instill terror. The divide and isolate strategy was also used to great effect by Napoleon 
and the guerrilla forces of Mao Zedong. The reason you guys are so attached to an individual, you get attached to an individual like Dylan, whether you're online or in person, the reason is, is because we as Americans have become so fragmented, divided and isolated for the last 80 fucking years, predominantly in the last 40 years by the fucking communist party, the communist ideology and the communist infiltration. You feel alone the same way that I felt alone. And even if you have a big family and friends, sometimes when you're one of those people who wants to give a little bit more or do a little bit more or, or, or go a little bit out of their way to try to help in this fight to save our country, if you're a person like that, then you're a person like me. And I guess there was probably a moment in your life where you said, I'm looking for something. I'm looking for someone. I'm looking for leadership. I'm looking for directives. I'm looking for action items. And so for the same reason that you guys fell in love with Dylan was the same reason that I kept traveling to all of these rallies, trying to meet all of these people because I was looking for directives. I was looking for, for a game plan. I was looking for a playbook. Unfortunately, I couldn't get it from Republicans. I had to go to the enemy. I had to go to the enemy to get it because us talking about the problem is not the same as fucking knowing who the fuck you are and doing something about it to implement it in the opposite and most effective way. Oh, you didn't know. You didn't know you was. I told you. I fucking told you. Y'all Vikings are getting a spanking right now. I fucking told you. Um, our nature has not, okay, hold on. Our nature has not changed. Lurking deep and even the most civilized amongst us is the basic fear of being alone, unsupported, and exposed to danger. People today are more dispersed and society is less cohesive than ever before. And that only increases our need to belong to a group to have a strong network of allies, to feel supported and protected on all sides. Take away this feeling and we are returned to that primitive sensation of terror at our own vulnerability. Is this why you guys have Stockholm Syndrome? Dylan gave you guys Stockholm Syndrome, didn't he? Sounds like he did. A five hour stream, he definitely gave y'all Stockholm Syndrome. But anyway, um, The divide and conquer, we'll call it divide and isolate, strategy has never been more effective than it is today to cut people off from their group, make them feel alienated, alone, and unprotected, and you weaken them enormously. That moment of weakness gives you great power to maneuver them into a corner, whether to seduce or induce panic and retreat. You see, this is what the uh, enemy knows about us, and this is how they divide us. See, the enemy knows... Our enemies as American patriots know how easily we are to isolate and divide because we're so petty and we're so immature. And it's not just you Vikings. It's like all, a lot of the movements, a lot of them. Okay, so moving on. Um, there are a couple of apologies that I need to make. Okay, so we'll do this. We'll make another banner for apologies. 
apologies. Um, first off, the crazy part about this story, and I told you the story of what happened in the evening is going to be a doozy and you're going to love it. Oh my God, I'm already at an hour in. This might be a five-hour stream. Who knows? I'll try to get it in under two. Okay. Um, first off, uh, a couple of the, pe the people who pissed me off the most in this situation that happened that night at that party uh, actually ended up being my heroes. They ended up being two of the people that actually corrected themselves and turned this around with me directly face to face like an honorable adult. And none of the rest of you did. And I don't give a shit because I don't need your apology. You guys are, again, with respect, low budget Proud Boys. You guys weren't even on the same level as what the Proud Boys were. Sorry. Okay. Um, I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I'm just saying as far as your knowledge of how to do things, it was lacking. And that's the primary reason we're going to talk about all of this. Okay. Um, I have the right to tell my story. I've been on, I've, I've kept my mouth shut about this, like I said, in the beginning, since the beginning, but there are two people I want to publicly acknowledge. And unfortunately, I don't know one of their names, but first off, um, Gator, I want to say something to you. In fact, I'm going to give each of you your own card. Okay. Cause I'm gonna make sure you motherfuckers watch this shit. I know y'all are so eager to know what people think of you. Gator, first off, I respect the fuck out of you. You and I have a connection that unless you told people, I don't think anyone knows about. It's kind of a six degrees of separation where ironically, uh, a relative of mine knows, an, knows a relative of Gator's. So when things got very bad for me and members of my family. Gator knew about it and I didn't know he knew about it. So there was a time when Gator actually reached out to me and I felt like he was being very, very supportive. And this is months later after the incident in Lakeland and Gator I just wanted to say to you, I wish, really wish that I had gotten to know you in another way, in another place, at another time, because you truly are incredibly articulate. I, like I said, I watched the whole stream. You are incredibly articulate. You are very, very, very charming and you are very funny. And I just wish that I could have had, I, I wish I could have gotten to know you. So we both could have supported each other in regard to the situation with our family members. And I mean that for the bottom of my heart. And it broke my heart to learn that you lost a child. And as you, you know, the situation there, the, to a certain degree, I, I lost a child as well. So <sighs> Mama T lost a child. I mean, so much, so much going on. There's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of emotion in this stream and it's hard to watch. And it, it made me have a lot of compassion for you instead of disdain for you. And it made me open up my heart to you. So Gator, salute, salute to you, okay? Salute to you, Gator. Next up, 
uh, one of the individuals who, <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. One of the individuals that, whose name I don't know, but I want to talk to her. Okay, so this is what I thought of you when I first saw you. Because the, the, that's, girl, you're beautiful. Like, that's how you look, okay? That's how you look. You know who you are. You threatened me that night. And then like an, an adult, we talked about it the following day in Daytona. Uh, you were very... Uh, that, that was very big grown woman energy. And I appreciate that woman to woman. I want to tell you that you are a very beautiful lady. You are, I wouldn't say you were classy, but I, you know, you're like a biker chick. Like you're like a rocker chick. Like you're the type of chick that I would have been hanging out with in high school. We would have been shopping together. We would have been doing our makeup together. We would have been going to shows together. I had a car. You probably could get the drugs. You, you look like that type. Okay. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Um, so I just think you're a very beautiful lady and thank you for honoring yourself and honoring me, being mature, apologizing for yourself. And I will never forget when I saw you at another rally in another city at another time and we saw each other and we just ran up and gave each other these big hugs and that meant the world to me. It really meant a lot to me. Um, it just was a, seeing you there, seeing you there. I don't know why in my heart, but seeing you there made me really, really happy. You know, it was kind of like we had that vibe, like we could both look back at what happened and just kind of be like, oh, my God, emotions, stupidity and men. You know, like like they they kind of fucked up our connection. Like we could have been friends, but, you know, whatever. So God bless you. Um, and I don't know your name, you know who you are. Cause you were in Daytona with me and you know what you said to me that night when I was trying to leave the party. So it doesn't matter. It's over. God bless you. You're a beautiful woman, very disciplined, very athletic. I salute to you for that. Okay. Next up. Uh, we have Dale. So Dale, um, I don't know you. I don't know if I ever talked to you on the phone. I don't remember. I don't remember if we met with or without a mask I or, or a cover face covering. I don't remember. Okay. I really don't remember if I met you or not, but here's what I got to say about you, Dale. Um, there has been a rumor that you were a hacker for this organization. And there has been a rumor that that uh, you hacked my phone when I came to that party. So Dale, and I'm looking at you in the fucking camera. If you hacked my phone, do not try to say that it was for the protection of Dylan. It's for Dylan's protection. Dale, if you hacked my phone, you're a piece of fucking shit. Fuck you. Fuck anything that you do. And I say that with love because I'm about to probably start crying when I apologize to the next person. But fuck you, Dale, if you hacked my phone. And if you didn't, okay. Okay. But I know you know how it happened, okay? 
I know that motherfuckers can do things with Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. I know you did. But if you didn't, I mean, who cares? It's three years later. Who cares? But I'm just saying, if you did, you're a piece of shit and fuck you. Okay, next up. Uh, this is the person whose name I do remember, who I also need to apologize to. So again, this person actually irritated me the most out of everybody. I thought he was very bullish and unprofessional, even though he was trying very hard to be professional. And we'll get to why later. I thought he was rude. But in the end, whiskey, you turned out to be the only one with integrity and the only one who came to me later and told me the truth. You, Whiskey, were the only fucking one. So salute to you. And here's what I need to apologize to you, Whiskey. I remember, and I had forgot about this, but until I saw the stream, I started thinking about you guys again. Whiskey, I want to apologize for insulting you on Telegram months later. See, we had squashed it and we were good. We had squashed it in Daytona. I saw you again with the stripper looking lady and I was very happy to see you too. But I, you came into my DMs one time and you just wanted to say hi to me or you were, you were like, like, it was like a guess who type of thing, right? You were just saying hello. You were just being friendly. And for whatever reason, I did something that was really out of character and I insulted you. And I want to apologize from the bottom of my heart for that. 2021 was a really hard year for me. I was dealing with nightmares, PTSD, broken heart, grief, fear, uh, economic instability, housing instability, trying to recover from the worst thing that has ever happened to me in my entire life, trying to hold on to friends at the same time, trying to get my head right, trying to lose weight, cortisol so strong in my body that I, I was working out every day, eating right, couldn't lose weight, okay? Like I said, nightmares all the time. I acted out against you because I... I felt, I guess I felt some, still felt some type of way about Lakeland towards you. And I lashed out at you and I, I don't know what was going on, but I was taking it out on you and it was wrong. I'm gonna look you in the eye too, just like I looked Dale in the eye. I was taking it out on you and I was wrong. And I should never have insulted your appearance because you are a man of a certain caliber that as a military daughter, I should have respected you more. I should have respected you more. This is not an excuse and I'm owning it now. It was very out of character for me to, for me to take shots at anybody below the belt in general, let alone somebody like you that I didn't like at first, but then I squashed it with, and then I did like you. And then I decided to revert back to that initial feeling and just be a bitch because I felt like that was my moment to do it to you. 
And I don't know what psychological game I was playing with myself. I hate bullies. I wasn't trying to be a bully and you didn't deserve it. So whiskey out of everybody, I have the most love for you. And I just wanted you to know that I wanted you to know that. Okay. So apologies are over and now we can get into, uh, a video that I actually wanted to share with whiskey, a video that brings me to tears. And I, I want this video to help set the tone for me discussing everything else that transpired. I want this video to help me set the tone in my own heart and to be accountable to myself. And going back to what I was saying about all these patriots going crazy and hating each other and stabbing each other in the back and all, all these movements falling apart. This is what we as patriots need to remember, okay? We need to remember that we need each other and that the anger eats us up too. The anger eats us up too. The anger he sets up to. Oh, there's a light that flows by the front door. Don't forget the keys under the mat. Childhood starshine, always stay humble and kind. Go to church because your mom assists you. Visit Grandpa every chance that you can. Won't be wasted time. Always stay humble and kind. Hold the door, set please, say thank you. Don't steal, don't cheat, and don't lie. I know you got mountains to climb. Always stay humble if you're kind. When the dreams you're dreaming come to you, when the work you put in is real life, let yourself feel the pride. Always stay humble and kind. Don't expect a free ride from no one. Don't hold a grudge or a chip, and here's why. This bitterness keeps you from flying. Always stay humble and kind. I know the difference between sleeping with someone. Sleeping with someone you love. I love you, ain't no people can Always stay humble and Hold the door, say please, say thank you. Don't steal, don't cheat, and don't lie. I know you got mountains to climb. Always stay humble and When the dreams your demons come to you, when the work you put in is real life, let yourself feel the pride. Always stay humble and kind. 
And it's hot, eat a root beer, pops it. Shut off the AC and roll the windows down. Let that summer sunshine always stay humble and kind. Don't take for granted the love this life gives you. When you get where you're going, don't forget to turn back around. Help the next one in the line Always stay humble and kind Sorry, I said, what I said was, there's a little, little spanking for me too, okay? I deserve that whiskey. And this is what we have lost in the MAG movement. We, we didn't stay humble and we didn't stay kind. We stayed angry. We stayed petty. We stayed partying. We stayed depressed. We stayed unhealed. And on top of it all, we are dealing with a Joe Biden America that we never imagined. So that's uh, <clears throat> that's how easy we are to divide and isolate through just hurt feelings and <laughs> incompetency. Dylan. Oh, God, Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Bitterness keeps you from flying. I don't want to be bitter. I just want this. I just want us all as a MAGA movement to learn from this. Okay. Because we don't need any more grifters and we need to become much better at spotting them before they walk in, a, in the fucking door or before we eat at their table. Or maybe we can eat at their table a few times and then we have to, but we have to train ourselves when we meet new people or when we see people online that are new to us, we have to train ourselves to understand we don't know this person, okay? I know you feel like you do, but you don't. And that brings us to uh, another part of the video that I would like to share with you. And, and again, part of why I feel I have the right to share my story, to share my side of things, because I never talked about y'all, even when even when you guys had the Lakeland money debacle, I didn't say shit. Hold on, let me let me make this bigger. Even when you guys had the Lakeland money debacle, I didn't say shit. Even when you guys broke up, I heard about it. I didn't say shit. I'm not gonna troll you. I'm not gonna jump on the let's kick them while they're down train, but I'll definitely under my breath say I told you so. <laughs> I told you. Because for the few people that I did tell in my private life about what had happened, because I was very, I wasn't shaken by it, but it was, it was confusing and it was a human, it was humiliating. That's for sure for me. And now it's going to be humiliating for you. Now it's going to be humiliating and you're going to enjoy it. Um, <clears throat> 
uh, oh, I totally forgot my train of thought. But anyway, um, I feel I have the right to say what happened from my perspective, from what happened inside my body and from what I heard and from what I saw and from what, how I was treated. Okay. I'm not trying to be petty. I'm not trying to hurt you guys. Cause if I wanted to, I would have done it when you guys broke up, I would have done it then, <clears throat> but I didn't because I didn't give a fuck because you guys aren't on, you're, you're not on the roster. Okay. Sorry to tell you this. There's a lot of MAGA influencers that are not on the roster. You guys are not. Okay. You guys aren't. Um, <clears throat> getting to what happened uh, earlier that day. Like I said, at Lakeland, I gave out my business card to a lot of people. And as you can see, I put my business card. I put my business card in the camera so everyone can see it. And it actually even had my phone number on it. Um, so what happened was one of the guys from Kentucky invited me to the uh, house, the, the, the Airbnb that they got from uh, another city that they were in. And I'm not going to say where it is because, you know, security, security he sends me a text and he says, you can come to the party tonight. You, you've been cleared. So what that made me think was that of all the people that I gave my business card to, maybe somebody actually fucking looked at it. Maybe somebody actually looked at it. And I assume the reason I was being invited to this party was because maybe people appreciated the fact that I was there or maybe they wanted to talk to me or ask me questions or I could talk to them or ask them questions. And it could be more of, of getting to know each other in a more relaxed environment where there's air conditioning and a pool and, you know, beer and, you know, everyone like letting loose and unwinding and like detoxing from all the toxic shit that we all have to deal with and, and have talked about. So anyway, Let's get back to the boys. Let's get back to the Vikings. I'm going to forward to exactly 23 minutes. We'll start at 22, actually. Shit about him. <laughs> you know, he. I never really got a chance to give a shit about him. Here's, so it's here's, like. Here's the biggest thing. For, I'm sorry, Gary. Go ahead. David, can I get my no, turn good, real good. quick? Yeah, yeah, get my turn real quick. Let me get my turn real quick. Uh, All right, I'm going to go ahead and call on uh, Fetty. Go ahead, Fetty. Break it down. Thank you, brother. <laughs> sorry about that, uh, right? I, I just want to say that you guys are being modest. And I want to make that clear because I came in after the fact. I met this man at a rally that we went to. That's how I met my brother Hood, my brother Gary. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah, you uh, came to Florida. I came to Florida, Lakeland, Florida. I, I gave a speech. We all kind of gave a speech and a story. And we all met some good people. And we met Dylan. And I'm going to tell you, the night that I met Dylan, the first night that I met Dylan, it was not just Gator and, and 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 Dale and other people. It was also myself that stopped everything. Our wives were in this Airbnb and everything and took right. security measures and protected this individual's life with our own because we thought there was a threat pending the house. Okay. So... Why did I just tell you about 
giving up my business card to a bunch of people at this rally. Why did I tell you about that? Why is that significant? Because ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> guess who the threat was? I hope I spelled this right. Me. I was the threat. I was the threat. And this is where the storytelling gets real juicy. Okay. This is where we have miscommunications or no communications. Piss poor. I'm sorry, Gator. And I'm sorry, Dale, to say this. Piss poor security measures, preventative measures, things that I thought would have been done because I've actually been to, you know, real parties and real places and around other patriots like the Proud Boys who trained me very well about their security measures and vetted me before they invited me to come see them. Okay. See, the PBs knew what they were doing, but you guys were the low budget version. Respectfully, you were the low budget version. All right. <clears throat> when I got that message from one of those Kentucky boys, his name was Will, and I'm going to say his name, I'm going to say everybody's name that I remember. When Will sent me that message, he said, now, I don't know if any of this was true, but he told me, and he could have been just blowing smoke up my ass, that him and his friend Castro, who had come there from Kentucky, was there because they had worked with you before, they had been around your group before, they were at another rally with y'all before, and uh, they came to support for this one and came to help and came as a part of your security team. I don't know, Gator, is that true or not? Were, were Will and Castro like hired by you or did they volunteer for this position for you or did they get there and you just tell them like, I don't fucking know. He could have just been saying that to try to impress me. I don't fucking know. But either way, he says that I'm clear to come to this party. Now, I get to the party, uh, which was, I think, about an hour away in another city, like I said, and First thing I say when the door is opened, I do, and again, I do not remember who the fuck I talked to or who the fuck it was. Somebody. What one of you fucking Vikings? I don't know. <clears throat> I get to the door. First thing I say immediately is like, do you need my phone? Again, I don't know who I asked that to, but I asked it to somebody. Some one of y'all I asked it to. Do you need my phone? Because there are certain parties you go to where you don't get to have your phone on your body. And everyone said, and the person said, no, no, not at all. And I asked again, do you need, do I need to sign anything? Because again, unlike you guys, I've actually been to real, like real parties and real events, you know, and something like this, you might want an NDA. You might want to see an ID. If you're that fucking concerned, Gator, I love you. I mean, I don't love you, but I like you and respect you, Gator, again. If you're that concerned about it, Gator, uh, why didn't you look at my ID or somebody look at my ID? When, when I was told that I was cleared to come to this party, did anybody look at my business card? Okay, so let me put this, let me show you all something real quick. 
Okay, so I've never actually met a real-life Viking. <laughs> um, you can call me Lagatha. Lagatha, okay, yes. uh-oh. I want to be, I wanna be I'll a be Viking. I'll be Ragnars to be Lagatha. Please. Thank you so much for putting this on. I'm oh, Red no Pill problem. Rage, and um, people on my stream like you. Oh, cool. So do you have a message for the Ragers? Well, thank you. First off, thank, I want to thank you for being here. Okay, and thank you guys for following along. Um, this, this isn't stopping today more people need. okay so i've never actually met a real life viking <laughs> um you can call me lagatha lagatha okay yes. uh -oh. i want to be i want to be, be a viking rag, i'll be ragnars sorry sorry i messed it up hold on hold on i have i'll just i'll just screenshot this shit and put it up Okay, so I've never Okay, so I've hold on. He is playing everywhere. Okay, sorry. <clears throat> so I screenshotted it. Let me go ahead and put this back so you can see this. Okay. Bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. Where are recents? Okay. This screenshot is earlier in the day. So this is the business card that I gave everybody, okay? And at the time, just for, for the record, Gator and Dale, at the time, I was on about 10 platforms. I was on YouTube. I had a YouTube backup channel. I was on Parler. I was on Twitter. I was on TikTok. I was on News Clapper, BitChute, Odyssey. Uh, let's see, what else was I on? Here. Uh, Twitch, and I think I was also on Gab at the time, or Getter, one of those two, okay? My fucking phone number is on there. My email is on there, okay? So it would have been really easy. It would have been really easy to kind of like check my social media or maybe call a Proud Boy or something you know, if you knew any Proud Boys, like maybe ask around about me, you could have done that. I mean, and I, I know it was probably a really busy day and there was a lot going on and I was like the last thing on anybody's mind. I get that, I get that. But s multiple people had that business card in their hand. Multiple people did, okay? You could have asked me any questions that you wanted to ask me beforehand, if you wanted. You could have had your boy, Will, Ask questions on your behalf if you wanted to. Anybody with a cell phone 
could have looked me up and found out what I was about. Because at this time, at this time, I had more than, I had probably made about, by October of 2020, I had probably made about 150 videos on all of those platforms, all of like long format videos. And I had probably also made about a, um, probably made another two, 300 on TikTok at the same time, but in, in October when we met and I was there, okay. My background was without question. Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, here's the, here's the story. This is how, this is how I became the threat that Fetty was talking about in the video. Okay. I'm going to tell you what happened. This shit's crazy. I'm sorry, Gator. I'm sorry, Dale, but you're incompetent. Okay. I have to, I'm sorry. You are. Okay. Anybody could have talked to me. Anybody could ask questions. So I come to the party. I say hello to a bunch of people. I get in the pool. I'm drinking beer. I don't know. Maybe somebody might've been smoking some weed and that was kind of it. It was, it was pretty quiet. I mean, everyone's just having like little conversations, totally like respectful. Like nobody was getting out of hand or anything like that. It wasn't, it wasn't wild or anything. Nobody was passing around plates of cocaine or, you know, it, it was, it was, it was, it was pretty basic. It was just a pretty like regular party. It wasn't too crazy, but it was nice to be there amongst like-minded people. Right. Right. So again, nobody, I volunteered security measures because I know these people didn't know me, but nobody took it. So I don't know. I might've been at the party, like maybe two hours, maybe three. And at some point earlier, I just wanted to show like the house, not like a tour through the house or anything like that, but it was a really pretty kitchen. And there was nobody in the kitchen behind me. So I got my camera and I did a selfie on Twitter, like looking this way, or it was, uh, it was a live stream, but it was only like a couple of seconds. And then I was, I turned around and there were a few people sitting in the air, like living room, but I did it super fast. Like I was like, like that, like it was like that. Um, and it was kind of the, like the camera was like kind of pointing upward too, because again, I had been very well trained by my real brothers. Okay. The proud boys. I'd been very well trained about no face, no case. Ask people as a citizen journalist, ask people if you can take a picture of them. Okay. Ask people if you can post them. Now, when it's, you're at rallies and it's live streaming, that's different. Okay. But I'm still very aware of this. These guys had acted like they were all, you know, GI Joes and stuff. And I know many of them were, and I'm not disparaging that, but I'm just saying, it's like, you guys basically rejected the information that I was willing to volunteer. And then y'all want to act real fucking stupid over this Twitter video. So the reason that I heard, the reason somebody told me that it was Dale that hacked phones is because they said that Dale was hacking other people's phones in the, in the angry Viking, uh, uh, members. Okay. So Dale was, so somebody, the rumor started, like I said, Dale, I don't know if it's true. And I don't know if it's not, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not, but if you fucking hacked my phone, 
you are a dirty fucking low down piece of shit. I'm sorry. Fuck you and everything that you do. I was more than now. Maybe you don't know that I tried to volunteer my information. Maybe you guys think that I just walked in and nobody and nobody knew who I was or, or nobody remembered me from earlier or nobody said I was invited. Maybe that's what happened. Maybe what Will told me was bullshit. And even if it was, even if Will did not say that, even if Will lied and said that I was cleared for the party, which could have happened, I don't fucking know. Even if that's what happened, when I volunteered my information, somebody should have took that up the chain of command. When you're, when you're at a bar that has a cover charge, you don't just let people walk in. You got to check their ID. They got to pay the cover charge. You guys, as a security team, don't even have the talent of, of, of a front of house staff at a, at a restaurant or a bar. Any of y'all could have done that for me. I would have been more than willing to do it. More than willing. Y'all are head of security number. Gator says, uh, some, oh, no, no. Hold on. Dale says, I know the ins and outs of this guy, Dylan. I was his number two for years. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, you really didn't do a good job there, Dale. Okay. This, this whole situation could have been handled easily. So, all right. So here's where it gets good. Here's where it gets good. And it's going to get better and better and better. Watch. So I don't know, and two two hours in, two and a half hours in, three hours in, I don't know how long I was at the party. I get, <clears throat> we all, and this all happened at one time, okay? It wasn't like I was confronted about this little quick Twitter stream Periscope video, okay? It wasn't like that. I was never personally confronted about anything. What they did is they panicked the shit out of everybody. And Fetty, I don't know how much you were involved, Fetty. I don't know how much you were involved, but you sure, with your whole chest, with your whole chest, you sure said that you were ready to assist him with his security that night. You had just met Dylan the same day that I had met Dylan. And I'm not mad. I'm not angry. I'm just, this is how I talk. I'm energetic about this. I'm enthusiastic about this. You had just met Dylan the same day I had just met Dylan. So you're you're ready to fight. You, you're talking tough like you're ready to talk, to die for this guy because of the threat, which was me, in the house. So I don't know. A couple of guys come out, tell everybody get, to get out of the house. There's been a, a security breach. So me, just me being my normal bubbly self, I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, my God, what's wrong? Blah, blah, blah. And there was no indication while we're leaving, you know, getting out of the pool, getting our stuff. Everyone's leaving the house. There's no indication of who it is or what it is. No indication whatsoever. Nobody will talk to us. Nobody will talk to me. I said, is everything okay? I said, um, does anybody want to see my phone? Because already... Because I'm smarter than you guys. I'm sorry, Dylan and Gay. I'm sorry, uh, not Dylan. Uh, well, I'm definitely smarter than Dylan. Sorry, sorry, Vikings. I'm smarter than you. So I'm already, my spidey senses are telling me this might, 
I wasn't sure, but I was like, this might have something to do with it. Like maybe what I figured had happened, and maybe this is what happened, was that somebody got my card, followed me on Twitter, maybe turned on the notifications and saw when I live stream, and then maybe that somebody from the party saw that, that I had given my business card to. So I don't know what's going on. Nobody does. But there's a little part of me that's just telling myself, okay, if it is because of me, let me go ahead and be respectful about this so I can like calm these guys down and assure everybody that everything's okay. I offer my phone to, again, a second time. I offer my phone to somebody. Nobody fucking takes it. None of you fucking Vikings take my phone and look at it. None of you Vikings want to see. I had that shit unlocked. None of you Vikings wanted to see my Twitter feed. None of you Vikings wanted to look at anything. When I was ready to hand you my phone, you didn't want to take it, but yet you're a security guard. You're, you're, you're the number two, Dale. Gator, really? You fucked up. You fucked up. You done fucked up now. You done fucked up. So again, one of the so we're all out of the house. People are kind of talking around up outside. It's Florida uh, in October, so it's sweltering hot. I decide to go in my rental car. Uh, one of the younger Kentucky boy, Will, he comes with me. Will sits down next to me. We start talking. We're just again, we don't know what the fuck is going on. So we just changed the subject and started talking about something else until they said we could either go back or they said that the party was over. But again, no communication. Nobody's saying shit to us. Nobody certainly said nothing to me. Nobody. No one. But these are men. These are men. Sorry. Sorry, Gator. Sorry, Dale. Sorry, Fetty. So this is all about this stupid fucking 15 second Twitter selfie stream that had nobody's face in it, said no full names, said no names at all. And the back of it is this generic ass Airbnb kitchen that nobody would, that Antifa would never be able to identify. See, Gator, I know a little bit about cybersecurity, too, because I've actually been attacked by these motherfuckers multiple times, and they're still talking about me. Again, Proud Boys trained me well. Okay? Now, I'm in the car with Will. Will, I believe he was, he had a book, he had a little book with him, and he was reading something to me. We were just talking, normal talking. Nothing flirtatious, nothing romantic, nothing. Just talking. Three guys come up alongside the vehicle on the passenger side. Three Vikings come up alongside the vehicle, all fucking squared up. All fucking squared up. And open the, or they didn't open the door, but I guess Will rolled down the window to talk to them. And they said uh, something to the effect of get out of the vehicle. And then I was asked to leave and they were real fucking like crazy about it, like with Will. And so then I knew, okay, okay. This obviously has something to do with me. This is, this is not, this, this is crazy. Right. So 
where this Airbnb is, the the streets are like really, really fucking narrow. And the whole community is Airbnb houses. So all the community is, is parties and they're normal. Well, they're big houses, but like fairly normal size houses. And you have a lot of people there. So you have a lot of the parking is taken on the street site. So, like, so when they design this place, of course it's in Florida, when they designed this place, they weren't thinking if a, if a family of eight shows up in three cars, you know, possibly there has to be enough space for three cars, you know, or if, a, if, if somebody rents a 10 bedroom house, then it's quite possible that they're having a big party that might have a hundred people there. The streets weren't made for this. So the streets are really narrow. I'm trying to get out. Bunch of Vikings, at least, I would say between three and six Vikings are fucking following my car and asking me to leave. And again, I don't know why. Nobody is saying a fucking word to me or telling me, ma'am, we're not comfortable with you here. Nobody said, ma'am, um, we'd like you to leave and we really can't discuss the reasons with you. So respectfully, please leave the party. No one ever said, ma'am, uh, we know about that Twitter stream that you did and it made us uncomfortable. Ma'am, uh, uh, you got to go. None of that. Not a fucking word from the Vikings. None of it. Always be humble and kind. None of that. Not a fucking word from the Vikings. None. So as I'm trying to leave, here comes Whiskey, stripper lady, and her friend with all the track marks on his arm. Okay? I think his name was Luke or Lucas or something like that. I can't remember. I can't remember stripper lady. You're beautiful, by the way. Can't remember her name. She comes up. They're all in front of the car. She comes to my driver's side window, starts asking me, who are you? Why are you here? Real fucking paranoid and real like, oh, crazy. Like, and, I, and, and in retrospect, I understand she was like this because she's protecting what she felt was her family. And because nobody like really wanted to have a conversation with me and clearly because nobody looked at any of my content, clearly nobody could speak to me, be adult enough to speak to me directly, professional Gator Dale enough to be, to talk to me correctly, professionally, nobody could do that. So she's like interrogating me in the car. I'm showing, I'm trying to show her my phone. Like I said, there's nothing on Twitter. I deleted it. It was 15 seconds. It was no big deal. Here's the picture. Like, like whatever you want, I will tell you, like be uncomfortable. This bitch threatens to tell, she says that she's like the, uh, I'm sorry, always be humble and kind. I didn't mean bitch disrespectfully. This stripper lady, she starts talking to me about how she's got a lawyer and she's going to sue me and she's going to do this and that. And I'm freaking the fuck out. I was like, these are patriots. Is this how a militia acts? Real class act. Not even, don't even have the professionalism, the emotional intelligence, or the correct intel, Dale, to even interrogate me. Don't even have the idea to interrogate me. 
See, what I forgot to mention earlier, Angry Vikings, was that I'm also part of a huge military family. So you guys don't fucking scare me. I know how this works. I know how your brain operates. And I know how things get when you're paranoid and when there's a mob mentality. And with some of you probably got undiagnosed PTSD, undiagnosed alcoholism, undiagnosed drug drug addiction, undiagnosed borderline personality, undiagnosed narcissistic personality. All I already know what I'm dealing with when I met you guys. I already knew what you were. But again, I didn't have a problem with anybody. I wasn't angry. I wasn't scared. I was confused. To get to have the entire party rushed out over a Twitter over a Twitter stream that was just a couple of seconds, didn't show anybody's face, didn't have anybody's name. No one will talk to me. No one will look at my phone, even though I'm offering it. But uh, 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 I'm supposed to respect you. Grandmaster Jay is supposed to be scared of you. You had a child as your leader. You had a child as your leader. And you all Vikings behave like children that night. All of you. I was there to support you. And if we could have some good conversations or rap back and forth and you come on my show, I come on your show. We stay connected. We help each other. We share ideas just like we YouTubers do. I was, I was there for that. The same reason all of you were there for that. If you were a creator. Okay. Why is this like rocket scientist, rocket science? If I was the threat, I would hate to see what a real threat to your organization is. And ironically, the real threat to your organization wasn't Grandmaster Jay, wasn't Red Pill Jenny, wasn't confusion over the t-shirts at Lakeland and money not being reimbursed, wasn't any of that. The cherry on top with all of this, and we're going to talk about Dylan right now. The cherry on top with all of this is that um, the real threat to your organization was fucking Dylan. The real threat to your organization was Dylan. Not Red Pill Rage, who had more followers than Dylan. Not Red Pill Rage, who knew everyone on the MAGA train. Not Red Pill Rage, who had been on Chad Prather and Nick DiPaolo and Diamond and Silk. Not that Red Pill Rage. Not that Red Pill Rage that Gator and Dale couldn't do any research on, even though they all had my business card. It was on camera. It was physical business cards in a bunch of people's hands. Offered my phone, offered my ID, offered to sign a non-disclosure agreement, offered all of that. Which you, what is it you said, Fetty? What did you just, what did you say, Fetty? Hold on, hold on, hold on. What did you say, Fetty? Our wives were in this the night that I met Dylan, the first night that I met Dylan, it was not just Gator and 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 Dale 
and other people. It was also myself that stopped everything. Our wives were in this Airbnb and everything and took right. security measures and protected this individual's life with our own because we thought there was a threat pending the house. I remember. I'm just saying, we, I mean, you know, period, no questions asked. And, and Gator, way before that, was this man's security and protected this man with his life. Dale was heavily involved. Um, and, then not after, and, and not only that, so many people like Southpaw, Nana, and just so many people. And shout out, we are live. We are live now. We're live on all platforms. So salute to everybody watching on all platforms. It's very cool. Um, it went through. It just popped on, I guess. But... Um, you know, there's so many people in the chat that this individual took advantage of. And that's like what's really messed up about the situation. And you guys will learn. What was it? Uh, where was it? Where did I put it? Let's see. Uh, Wrote down your exact words, Fetty. I wrote down your exact words. I can't now, I can't find it. <laughs> no questions asked. No questions asked. You talked about you talked about Gator protecting Dylan's lot Dylan's uh with his life. But yet I'm the threat that ended the party, that evacuated everyone. I'm the threat, but nobody wants to know who I am. Nobody's curious. Nobody can do a social media search. Nobody can call my phone. Nobody can Google me. Nobody can look up my page on Twitter, which by the way, at the time, I had just gone viral on Twitter for, for wearing a Make America Great hat that I had gotten a couple weeks earlier at another event. By the way, that's the kind of uh, uh, influence that I used to have at the time. Like I said, we've all had our 15 minutes of fame, okay? I've gone viral, what, four times on Twitter, four times on YouTube, and more times on TikTok than I can even count or remember, okay? I've been on Fox News. I've been, I've, 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 do, I've done, you guys, you're, I, I hate to tell you this Vikings, but you weren't really even in my, you weren't in my league. You weren't in my league. And I want that to be a teachable moment to you. I want that to be a teachable moment to you. If I can, what, who said it? Who said it? Hold on. Craig, Greg Kelly said, I poke holes in bullshit. Well, guess what? So does Red Pill Rage. Red Pill Rage pokes holes in bullshit too. And you should have you should have asked about me. Somebody should have got on the laptop or a computer or a phone and, and tried to at least see who I am. Somebody should have called me on the phone before I came to the party and said, okay, lady, we've looked at your content. Gator, take notes. Dale, sorry, again, respect, salute. I love you, but you're gonna take this, you're gonna take this spanking, Gator. Dale. Nobody thought to call me and say, um, you know, your, your content looks good. You definitely seem like a patriot. 
you know, if you want to come through, you're invited. However, there are some precautions for Dylan and for ourselves we take. I'd like to see this. You'd like to sign an NDA. Um, you know, you don't have to give me your ID, but maybe just show me. Uh, can I get a phone number? Can I get an email? Can I get like anything? You know, uh, you know, you're or you know, because we don't know you, we're gonna ask you to hold on to your phone. If you're okay, if we hold on to your phone for while you're there, and we'll give it back to you at the end. Nothing, Gator. Nothing, Dale. What kind of security team are you? Protect Dylan with his life. I believe you. I believe in your heart. You thought that's what you were doing, but your heart and your competency level are in two different places, brother. Viking, whatever you are. Gator, I like you, Gator. I'm 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 giving you this spanking out of love and respect. Please understand this, okay? So I need some, hold on. I need, I need, I need to, damn, I can't, I can't pause this. Okay. Um, anyway, um, what happened after I left the party is really the best part of the whole story. Okay. What happened after I left the party was really the best part of the story and not for the ways that you think, not for the ways that you think. Okay, so <laughs> so remember Kentucky young 23-year-old Will, Kentucky boy who's uh, in the car with me? Um, I guess, you know, he kind of had a little crush on me or something. But uh, I actually got a text message from him and a call from him later in that night. So after I left the party, I'm very confused, very shocked. And it's not even about like how I was treated interpersonally. It was how incompetent the security team actually was. Okay. Will calls me as I am driving to a hotel. So when I left the party, I had, I, I got a hotel and it was late. It might've been one in the morning. I don't know how late it was. I don't know when I left. It was either, I remember seeing one. So it was either 11 or it was one, but either way it was late. I check into my room and Will's like, I'm coming to see you. I'm like, I don't think your friends are going to like that. Like, are you crazy? Like, he's like, I'm coming to see you. I said, look, I, I don't do one night stands. Like, um, I, I would love to get to know you. I'd love to talk to you more. We had a good conversation. Uh, but like, I don't think that's a good idea. That's that's and, and if you think you're going to come here for something, like, I'm not going to do that with you. Like, no. Okay. And he's like, no, nah, I'm sick of these fucking people. They're talking all this shit. I'm sick of this unprofessional shit. And he's talking about you guys, Vikings. He's talking about you. He's talking about how fucked up you were because I don't, I guess when he found out what, ha what happened, because he said he was on the security team and Castro had brought him there to be a part of the security team. I don't know, Dale, were you in charge of Castro and Will? Or was it you, Gator? Were you in charge of Castro and Will? These are your guys. You can sit back and say you didn't know them, but you, but they're your, they're your guys. They say they're your guys, okay? So I give him the address to the hotel. I tell him where I'm at. 
I'm not knowing anything about this guy. I don't, I'm not knowing where he's, he's, uh, why he, why, he, like, I'm not knowing anything. Okay. So I go ahead and I was like, okay. Um, he shows up and I don't remember asking, like, is that your car or something like that? <laughs> he walks into the hotel room with the keys to Castro's car. Okay. So his supervisor, the key to his supervisor's car, he tells me Castro got so drunk. He, he had gotten Castro or somebody else had gotten mad at Will. And I could tell by the way Will was describing it that he got, he had like maybe been butthurt a little bit about it. And he's young, you know, and he's probably not used to being around these types of guys, or maybe he is, I don't fucking know. But uh, he clearly didn't want to be around y'all. And for most of you being twice of his, twice his age, clearly he didn't even like y'all that much that night. He didn't like how you fucking came up on the vehicle. He didn't like how you fucking walked up all squared up on me. He didn't like how you, how you pulled him out of the vehicle with no explanation. And he didn't like getting chewed out for inviting me to the party when his boss, who was Castro, said that he could. So somebody fucked up, up that chain of command and it had nothing to do with, with Red Pill Jenny. Had nothing to do with Red Pill Rage. So you guys shit on me. You scared everyone in the, in the party unnecessarily. And then you shit on him. And so he comes running to me with all your fucking secrets. So when you talk about being head of security and I'll give my life for this, but you got somebody on your security team who's going to the threats hotel room. This is basically what happened while he was there. Oh, and by the way, he also, he took, not only did he take Castro's keys, he took Castro's car, he took Castro's cell phone, and then when he came, he also took a half case of a 24-pack of Corona beer to bring to me. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking to yourself, okay, this guy's simping for you. He just wants to fuck you, Jenny. He's just trying to get in your pants. Actually, no, that's not what happened. He came over and we talked for a good two, three hours, okay? So this, okay, now I'm starting to think it was 11 because I did get some sleep that night. So um, we did talk. We talked a long time. He was heated at how you guys treated him. He was heated at how you guys treated me. And apparently there were a whole bunch of other things about Dylan not showing up to some rally. And he was still salty about that and other things that fucking Dylan had done. So everything that people are accusing Dylan of, and I'm about to get to that, it's already, I already knew about it. I never said anything about it because I didn't give a shit, but I already knew about it, some of it. He comes singing to me like a bird. And again, Gator, this is your security guy. Okay. He comes singing to me like a bird. Um, he is being flirtatious. He was very upset. And, you know, he did calm down after he, you know, vented to me. I don't know if it was true or lies, but I'm just telling you what happened. Okay. 
he vented to me, he calmed down. And then we, we got back to having the normal conversation that we had started in the vehicle before you guys ripped him out of the car, like a bunch of fucking weirdos. Okay. Vikings. Um, security. He, <laughs> he's a very sweet kid and he's a very smart kid. So he wanted to kiss and we kissed. And I told him what my boundary was We when we were on the phone. He did not put his hands anywhere that I said he could not put his hands. He didn't try to rip my dress off. He didn't try to rip my panties off. He didn't try to grope me. He didn't try to dry hump me or anything crazy like that. He was a very respectful young man. So when you say he was coming over there to simp for you or to sleep with you, he knew he wasn't getting no fucking pussy. It wasn't for that. It was because he didn't want to be around y'all. You guys had irritated this kid and he didn't want to be around y'all. Okay. Now it was immature for him to leave his brothers and come hang out with me, but he really didn't fucking want to be around you guys. He really fucking did it. He thought you were as stupid as I thought you were. And at, he's 23, 24. I don't remember how old he is. Okay. So we kissed, we cuddled. He did not try anything. Nothing happened. It was a wonderful night. It was, it was a wonderful way to end a very tumultuous day. It was a wonderful way to end this roller coaster of experiences that I had with you fucking Vikings. Okay. God, I need my glasses back on. Sorry. We fall asleep. Will doesn't even try anything in the morning. Doesn't even try anything in the morning. He is awoken to the sound of his cell phone because apparently uh, he he had either turned off his personal cell phone or he had told, told turned off Castro's cell phone. Okay. So next morning he turns either one of the phones on. I don't remember which phone. And of course he's getting messages. Where are you? Where's my car? Where'd you go? Blah 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 blah. The angry Vikings. This is this is a secu this is a guy on the security team who's in my hotel room cuddling me to, to be my little hero, at least even though he knew he wasn't going to get sex, cuddling me just to be my little hero for a night, okay? Just to feel like a man for a little bit, okay? Your guy, you don't even know where your guy is, and you haven't put together two and two to know that he's with me in another part of the city at a hotel, with your guy's car, beer, and cell phone. You guys don't even know that, and yet you're willing to protect Dylan with your life? Come on. How serious can you be taken, security team? I'm sorry, Gator. I'm, 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 I'm sorry for talking to you like this. I'm sorry, but it has to be said. How well did you know him? How well did you know them both? What were they asked to do when they were there? What were their expectations of duties? Because he goes off with a hot cougar lady 
to be protective toward me and to get away from y'all because y'all had irritated him too. You don't even know where he is and he's got your guy's cell phone. If I was really BLM or Antifa or some kind of, or a fed or a threat, do you know I could have fucked him, waited till he followed asleep, took the fucking phone and took off with all y'all's personal information if I fucking wanted to. But Dale, you didn't think about that, did you? Gator, you didn't think about that, did you? I say this with love, but you didn't think about that, did you? If I wanted to. Like if I was like a red sparrow, like, 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 like plant to where I'm like seducing these, these white conservative dudes from MAGA rallies to get their information. If I wanted to do that shit, I could have, I could have. I hope that hurts your feelings. And I hope you reflect on that. You talk about how much work you gave Dylan, how much security you gave Dylan would have put, put your life on the line. Fetty talking about, he's going to, uh, you know, uh, 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 assist people out of the home, not even know what the fuck was going on with, what did he say? What did he say? He said, no questions asked. That's what he said. He said, no questions asked. That's what Fetty was prepared to do for Dylan because of what he was feeling being there. Y'all need to get your shit together. I'm trying to help you guys understand that there is a psychological void in the MAGA movement that is killing us. And that psychological void is the, is the knowledge of oneself. If you don't know who the people around you are, everything is going to fail, whether that's a business, a relationship, a family. If you don't really know who you're dealing with, that is where failure comes in. See, the thing about us as conservatives and, and, and particularly us about, about us as activists is that we are so willing to hang out with anybody, talk to anybody, anybody who says 1776, 3%, Uhuru, uh, proud of your boy, uh, um, 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 facts over feelings, tread on me. Come and take them. Anybody who even uses that terminology, we're so quick to trust them. We're so quick. You got to take things slow. You got to get to know people slow. You got to research people slow over time. If you have, if you can, if you can. Hold on. I fucked up. Uh, I'm not sure y'all have ever read a book, to be honest with you. This is the only, this is the only security education you really need. I'm sorry, Gator. I'm, I'm trying not to beat you up, but this, this is for your ass. Everybody was talking in the stream about how they like to feel on your butt. So, I mean, I don't know if you have a nice butt or something and that's what people are talking about, but this is for your ass right now. You going to take this Gator. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thus it is said, one who knows the enemy and one who knows himself, thus it is said that one who knows the enemy and knows himself will not be endangered in a hundred engagements. One who knows the enemy, but 
one who does not know the enemy, but who knows himself will become victorious, sometimes met with defeat. One who knows neither the enemy nor himself will invariably be defeated in every engagement. Guys, I wasn't the fucking enemy. I'm just letting off steam because I haven't spoken about this shit in three years. I wasn't the fucking enemy. Dylan was. Dylan was. But you see, you know everything about Grandmaster. You probably know about Antifa. You know about the federal government. You know about the communists. You know about the uh, uh, the red herrings. You know about the psyops. You know about the Epstein Island. You know about the flight logs. You know about everything. But when it comes to knowing yourself, you idiots, I am saying this with love, you don't know who the fuck you are. You're not good at... Listen, Dale, Dale, if you were paid only $4,000, I am, I am, I'm not defending Dylan because Dylan definitely used you and I feel sorry for you. I'm not defending Dylan, but I'm saying if your leader, your guy, if your guy worked you all day and all night and you were writing code, you were writing code for a app or a social media site for a guy that you think you're that you've known for years you're your number you're you're his number two you know all the ins and out of him ins and outs of him you know all the ins and outs of him you said you were his number two and there's no fucking red flags for anything this is your guy this is your guy okay now let's talk about Let's, since since you're all men, strong men, strong soldiers, an elite force, an elite militia force of of ex-veterans, of veterans, ex-cops, law enforcement, cowboys, G.I. Joes, spies, James Bond, Jason Bourne, you got all of that. You got all of that in your organization, right? Okay. Well, let's talk about the leadership of your organization, shall we? Okay. Because just for those of you who don't understand what's happening, basically after the after the last part of the stream that I showed you, basically there was another four hours of receipts being brought to the table about that guy Dylan, and we're gonna get to that in just a second. But I need to I need to let the I need to let the Vikings know. I need to let the Vikings know that they chose wrong. You, cho you chose the wrong leader, guys. You did all that. You wrote code for someone who you said you're his number two. You wrote code for him, Dale. And there was no red flags ever, ever. Come on, Dale. You can say no, but I don't believe you. I just think you didn't know that they were red flags or you have such a bromance and bro crush. You guys all had such a bro crush on Dylan that I think you overlooked some red flags. So let me give them to you. According to Sun Tzu, okay? When we talk about the qualifications of a commander, strengths should be wisdom, knowledge, credibility, strictness, benevolence, courage, skillful analyst, unconcerned by fame, unconcerned by punishment, places army first, 
tranquil, obscure, upright, self-disciplined, strong commander, clever, inventive, and all-encompassing talents. So let me ask you, was Dylan wise? Was Dylan knowledgeable? Did Dylan have any credibility? Because from what it from what I saw, security force, from what I saw, Gator and Dale, you guys had never seen a copy of his DD-214. So you didn't know what was on it. Now, did you? You just believed him. So you guys weren't very good in the credibility department in, in terms of checking his credibility now, were you? That's what it sounds like from the video. It wasn't until Mama T brought that shit to the table that you guys, it doesn't seem like you'd ever seen it before. See, because my last boyfriend, he was a Navy SEAL. Um, we didn't date long, um, but he showed me, when I started asking questions about his service, he showed me pictures, letters, service records, pictures with his mom in uniform who was still alive so I could verify with her. And he showed me his DD-214 as well. Now, mind you, this was after we dated for maybe six weeks. So it wasn't right away because it wasn't something I wanted to know right away. We were just just now becoming to spend a lot of time with each other. So, you know, eventually I did ask him, I said, you know, hey, can I see? Can I, is there anything you, you can share with me about your service? Because again, I'm a military kid. So you guys can't run game on a bitch like me. You can't run game on a bitch like me. Sorry. I, I don't think you know that, but I'm, I'm letting you know. You, know. you didn't understand the assignment and you didn't do your research and that's okay. And that's what's, you know, that's what led to what happened that night. Okay. Um, is Dylan uh, strict on himself? Did he have self-discipline? Because from what the video showed me, it sounds like Dylan is is got some uh, possible addictions, uh, clearly cannot manage money, and is not even strict with himself in terms of his family, okay? Or, either being an asset and a leader to his family or being a burden on his on his family. It sounds like he's a burden. So he's clearly not strict with himself. Always, always the strictest ones in the gyms act like fucking Peter Pan outside of the gym. It's crazy. I hate bodybuilders. I'll never date one again. Okay. Um, unconcerned by fame. Was Dylan unconcerned by fame? Because it sounds like he loves it. Just saying. Uh, places the army first. Did Dylan put the brotherhood above himself? Was Dylan tranquil? Was Dylan upright? Was Dylan a strong commander? Was he clever and inventive? From what I hear, it sounds like Dylan couldn't even get t-shirts made. Okay. I know 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds who can get a cricket and make a fucking t-shirt. There are websites to make the shit easy for you to print and drop ship. Y'all, between all of y'all Vikings, no, Dylan couldn't figure that out with all of y'all support. I think it's a joke. I think you guys are, are full of shit. I don't think you're full of shit about what Dylan did to you, but I'm, I think you're full of shit in terms of your competency level as an elite force and elite militia. I'm just saying, we don't, look at the fruit by its intention. We don't look at the tree's intention. We look at the tree's fruit and that's in the Bible, okay? See, 
it sounds more like Dylan was uh, unenlightened, brutal, not strict, loves people and loves himself. So he probably um, feeds off of other people's energy. He's clearly an energy vampire. He's clearly supply sinking person who's always looking for supply, whether it's Facebook, whether it's militias, whether it's events, whether it's the media, whether it's being on the Vice News, whether it's uh, uh, fucking uh, TikTok battles. Unable to fathom the enemy. I mean, how can Dylan even discern who, who your enemies are when he's the enemy himself? Come on. Obsessed with achieving fame. Easily angered, hasty to act, arrogant, weak, and a poor commander. Guys, read a book. Gentlemen, please read a book. I say this with respect, but please read a book one day. For your own sake and for the sake of the MAGA movement, please read a book one day. Okay, so like I said, all of Dylan's... Um, all of Dylan's uh, uh, complaints, all the complaints about Dylan, it was a lot, guys. This guy's a piece of work. And I know that I'm coming down very hard on Gator and Dale right now, but Dylan really was a piece of work. And here we go. Here's another teachable moment. Let's look at the guy that everyone was ready to lay down their life for. Let's look at the guy that everyone humiliated me for. Let, let's look at this guy. So uh, wannabe Adonis, worn out Adidas. These are some nicknames that the uh, Vikings have come up for him. Baby back bitch. This one's my favorite. Big old tampon. Good one, Gator. Dylan the dildo. And uh, Paper Tiger, I like that too. So with all this, the, the, the frenzy of events and meetings and chapters and recruitment and all of the things that these uh, militias were, were doing, that these militias do, that these organizations do, with all of that, here are some little known facts about your leader, okay, that you all seem to discover in that in that stream, or maybe you knew some of this, but you turned a blind eye to it because you had a bro crush on him and you really wanted him to like you and approve of you and be there for you because you're probably codependent or you're lonely or you just feel, or you just feel like an unsupported soldier. Whatever your reasons for turning a blind eye to the red flags are, this is your guy. This is your guy. Big old tampon. No 503C stat. No, I think you did. maybe had a 503C status or didn't. But either way, there was no merchant account for the organization. Okay. Abandoned everyone from the AV family. Never made restitution. Uh, swindled the first round of Facebook followers stole t-shirt money, never had a, again, never had a merchant banking account with a real bank, uh, lied about Dale in regards to Bitcoin and the feds, only paid Dale $4,000. And again, Dale, 
I, I think this was the point I was trying to make before about Silicon Valley. Do you know if you were writing code for him full time for a year, you should have been paid, even if you sucked at it, even if you were a beginner, you should have been paid at least $90,000 a year just for being an engineer. You know that, right? Just for being his IT guy, you know you should have been paid $90,000 a year. Dale, do you have anyone in your life to tell you, no, husband, no, boyfriend, no, lover. You are not going to drain yourself and drain your resources for a man who has no qualifications of a commander. You know, you guys, men, you men think you're so smart, but clearly, Dale, if he only paid you $4,000 and you coded for him, that's unheard of. You're a cheap fucking slut, Dale. You're a cheap slut. You're a cheap slut over a bromance and a fantasy that this, a, a picture that this guy painted for you of a fantasy that wasn't going to happen because you weren't checking his fucking background, Dale. Clearly you didn't, or you did and you kept your mouth shut and offered your, and offered everyone else up to him as a sacrificial lamb to give him the money he needed, the supply he needed, the, the, the clicks and likes and views that he needed. You did that, Dale. Own it. Destroyed the unity in the family. And we're talking about Dylan, big old, big old tampon. Didn't communicate with the fam. Smokes Kiwi vapes. Asked wife to quit her job. Or she said a good job. Misled TikTok about his stepson's death. And this is where the story gets really ugly. And I think this is part of why I haven't been able to sleep or eat since I watched the stream, because this guy was a piece of work. This guy was some is is so on some serious like psycho, dear John, weird scammy Fire Island shit. Okay, and you 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 guys are grown men, and you can't nothing is is feeling weird. Manipulated Gator over the loss of their child. Gator, I told you I was going to give you a spanking, but my heart goes out to you. Doesn't know the difference between a felony and defamation of character. Dylan possibly has a cocaine or amphetamine abuse. He does juvenile TikTok battles for money. He has uh, uh, changed his views on women depending on his new audience and new demograph, uh, demogra demographics. He can't, again, he cannot get t-shirts made or drop shipped to fans and customers. And Maddie, I was listening to you when you said, but he can't find a mask. It's, you guys go, got to go watch the stream. Threatened wife to take the, their children, threatened legal action toward everyone that was in the stream. He lied about a cease and desist. He gave himself a swirly. I had to Google that because I didn't know what that was. 
He lied about the memoirs in his book. He tortured his own mother in a newspaper with a book review that he knew she would see. Tortured his mother for years. Uh, he made uh, 80000 Again, he made $80,000 on YouTube, only gave Dale $4,000 of it. Did you guys also moderate for him in addition to all this other free labor that you gave him? Did you moderate for him too? I don't know. Did you? I don't know. Uh, he has possible traumatic brain injury from encephalitis. And this is your guy. Uh, he's manipulating older women on TikTok for money. Uh, apparently, he used Lori DeFord's husband as a human ATM. And Lori, we're gonna, I want to talk to you, Lori DeFord, because you're stupid. And I know you know that now, but you're a dumb, you're, you're dummy. You're a dummy. I wonder, I wonder how much, I'll talk about it now, Lori. How much did you donate to Dylan? I would love to know. If you find this video, please leave it in the comments. I would love to know how much you gave to Dylan instead of donating to the January 6th uh, families that are dealing with their um, loved ones in, in the gulag. I'm just, I'm just asking for a friend, Lori. Uh, Southpaw, again, gave $8,000. Uh, refused to, in oh, and this is during the stream while they're all talking shit about him and he refused to enter the live stream, but was watching it from TikTok like a psycho. Completely weird. Okay. Uh, blocked own kid on the phone and TikTok and laughed about it. Refused to answer the phone after his son was assaulted. Questionable language about his daughter on Reddit. Asked followers to call him daddy gets drunk and passes out on live stream and i hate to say this also a possible situation with peanut butter and a dog so this guy's a narcissist this guy's obsessive this guy's belligerent this guy's controlling he's a stalker he is a cyber scammer he is a real life scanner scammer He's a MAGA scammer, but you guys donated how many hours of your labor to him and how much money and how many t-shirts that you never got were purchased? I mean, honestly, guys, like Vikings, like here's, here's a little, like I had an idea. I had a total, totally great idea. Okay. Vikings. Let's go back to this. All right, Vikings. I had a great idea and here's my great idea. Why don't you guys duplicate everything that you did for Dylan and you do it for me because you see, unlike Dylan, I'm a real activist and um, my history and my credibility speaks for itself. I, it seems now I'm not going to say I got all the qualifications of a commander, but I got more qualifications of a commander than Dylan does. So why don't you guys make websites for me? Dale, why don't you build an app for me, Dale? I have super creative ideas of things that I want to do to try to help save this country that I will never let my ego get in the way of, unlike your boy Dylan, right? Because you, you, you're number one. He's your number one. If you're his number two, that makes him your number one. 
sorry to break up this little bromance and give you a reality check deal, but you might, you might need some help as well. Because anyone who's willing to go to the links that you went to for a complete, for, I mean, I know he wasn't a stranger for, to you, but you clearly didn't know anything about him lying about his past, lying about his service, lying about his history, Dale, right? You did all this shit for him. Why don't you do it for me? I'm actually a trained speaker. I'm right here in Austin. I'm very interested in, in Texas politics. I'm very interested in, in local politics. Why don't you do, why don't you, why don't you build me a platform? Why don't you help me out? I could use some help. Unlike your boy, Dylan, I don't just, I, I didn't, I don't just do random crazy live streams. I actually do educational material and you can take that to the bank. I guess Dell Gator, you never, when you, when you didn't check my receipts and when you didn't clear me to come to that party and when you never researched me again or asked me any questions about my background, what you didn't know was that my content is very different than all of your content. My content is concise intelligent and before you try to clap back at me let me make this clear this is a two hour and probably going to be a three hour stream because there's so much to cover i'm trying to help you guys i'm trying to help you get out of la la land and wake the fuck up and that goes for you former angry vikings and that also goes for you new uh dylan fans if you're out there because i'm going to talk about josh pruitt in a minute okay Josh Pruitt reminds me a lot of Dylan. Dylan reminds me a lot of Josh Pruitt. Go Google his name. But anyway, Dale, why don't you build something for me? Gator, why don't you be my security team, Gator? Why don't you be my security team? Why don't you? Because you see, I've been holding my own security against Antifa, BLM, trolls, cyber stalking groups, all the same shit that you guys have had to deal with. I've had to take my license plate off. I've had to hide where I live. I've had to scrub the internet of some stuff from the past. I'm very fucking careful. And again, the Proud Boys taught me well. You guys could take some lessons from the Proud Boys in terms of security. But anyhow, okay. Why don't we call it, why don't we call it, here we go. <laughs> okay. We're going to call it this. I don't even know if I spelled spelled her name right. This is what we're going to call it. Here's the, here's the Angry Vikings 2.0, led by a woman who's not an elite militia member, but an actual activist, an actual entertainer, someone who's actually um, um, been in this game and understands it and isn't here to promote myself, but here is to promote here to promote as much help for other patriots as we can do, especially those who are in the gulag. Okay. Why don't you, why don't you pump me up and we're going to call it angry Freya, angry Freya. You guys come work for me. Come on, come on to mama. Come on to mama. Come on, work for me. Do all the shit for me that you did for Dylan. And guess what? You're not going to have an, a, an organization that's going to fall apart and then have to see this asshole on TikTok two years later doing pulling the same scam, 
to a bunch of new people on the internet. You're not going to ever see any of that with me. We're actually going to go do some shit. Okay. We're actually going to go do some gangsta shit. Okay. Angry Freya ain't going to be telling no, no, uh, ain't going to be selling no t-shirts. Angry Freya ain't going to be asking for no cash apps. Angry Freya is not going to be yelling at my fans on live stream for not giving me money and coins like a little, like a little Peter Pan baby. What, what did you call him? A uh, baby back bitch, like a baby back bitch. Angry Freya ain't going to do none of that. Angry Freya is going to be going to the Capitol. Angry Freya is going to be doing underground shit with these drag queens. Angry Freya is going to be building positive relationships amongst conservatives in Austin, Texas. Angry Freya will be about creating um, the best uh, content that we can create where we're not just like cussing and, and throwing tantrums and gossiping, but actually arming patriots with educational material like poll watching. Okay. You guys want to get on board? You want to come work for me, Gator? You want to come work for me, Gail? Let's do Angry Freya. Since you got all this big dick energy for Dylan Stevens and doing his dirty work, being his flying monkey, you had all of that. Gator, you said in the stream that this guy was getting drunk and falling asleep on live streams and you were still... Like, nobody thought of an intervention. Nobody thought of, of, of a discussion that need to be had. You guys couldn't check his ass. You know why you couldn't check him? You know why you couldn't check him? It's not just because it's he's bigger than you. It's because you all had a bromance erection for him. And he really made you believe that this organization was big and it was going to keep growing and keep getting bigger. And I'm telling you, you guys are small potatoes. Um, the Proud Boys, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say how many members they have nationally, but trust me, you guys weren't even in the same league. You weren't even in the same league. That's a lot. So, damn. I am done with Angry Vikings. I'm done with Dylan. I'm done with all the other characters. I want to go back to being humble and kind and leave you guys with Ginny's final thoughts. Okay, we're going <laughs> to put that here. Oh, and by the way, by the way, here is, here is the most important part of the entire story. The entire story. The most important part of the entire story is that um, Whiskey and Stripper Lady and I actually ended up meeting in Daytona unexpectedly. Both her and Whiskey were very uh, willing to talk to me as adults and in a different environment without so much craziness going on and anger and like paranoia about each other and just 
whatever whatever was happening the previous night whatever shit storm chaos unnecessary that was okay they uh it was it was kentucky boys and they were hanging out with whiskey track mark and stripper i respectfully whiskey trap mark and tracks marks and stripper um we were all in daytona we met face to face on the beach we discussed it and uh the crazy part is whiskey was the only one to admit to me that there was no threat found so all the drama all the anger all the weirdness all the the weird behavior all the paranoia it was all for nothing it was all for nothing but like i said um i forgot if i told this part but when we were in daytona we actually all ended up all hanging out together the following day and i wanted to close the video uh or just close this topic with a little video where i actually got to hold a um I actually got to hold a axe or hatchet, or I, I don't remember what it was. I fucked up, but uh, let's see, where is it? Here we go. I got it. So we've got who here? Ansus. Correct me. Wunjo. 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 Tiwaz. Algies. Yeah, yeah. So the story did have a happy ending, okay? It was it was awkward. It was awkward hanging out with them in Daytona, but I got over it. You know, I just fuck. I, I want to have a good time. It was fucking stressful. That's how we all kind of felt. So we all ended up hanging out. They all ended up getting tattoos together. I didn't want to get tattoos with them because I definitely don't want to ever have to think about any of you Vikings again, unless you actually want to do Angry Freya in Texas. If you actually want to help me, let's do it. Um, of course, I'm not confident in your security skills. Sorry. I got, like I said, the Proud Boys taught me too well. They did. Okay. Uh, it was fun to kind of learn about the actual Viking stuff. And hang, the Kentucky, it was Castro who's very, very, very knowledgeable about that. And so salute to you, Castro. I, I got to say salute to you and Will. Uh, never talked to Will again, but I did actually ended up te texting Castro. And he and the, the conversation wasn't even about any of y'all's bullshit at all whatsoever. The conversations that I had with Castro were actually about him teaching me about um, Odin and Valhalla and, and those things and the runes and the characters and the symbology of it. And he was actually teaching me about what the religion means to him. And I thought that was really cool. You know, and if we had all met having those kind of conversations together, maybe we could have all been friends and everything would have been different. But again, this is what you what, what you get. And here's, here's the, the teachable moment. For those of you who are following Dylan on his TikTok and thinking, this is, well, actually, you know what? This is for fucking everybody, okay? 
because like Dylan, I had an ex-boyfriend or kind of boyfriend. Um, his name was Josh Pruitt. You guys can go look him up. He's a fucking piece of shit. He remind there were a lot of similarities between what he did and what Dylan has done. And so again, like I'm, I'm advocating for myself. I'm advocating for anyone who is a victim of narcissistic abuse, anyone who is a victim of being in a cult, anyone who is a victim of being brainwashed. I'm advocating for you. I'm on your side. I'm trying to help you. So Josh basically shit on the proud boys and then a couple and like Dylan a couple months later pops up on TikTok gains this crazy following same thing uh talking crazy on live stream on live stream all fucking day every day talking to anybody who will listen to listen to him going with his sob story, begging for money, talking about his childhood. Woe is me. My father was has HIV. My mother died of heroin overdose. I found her body. I was abused my whole life. I foster care. This, that, just like Dylan, just like fucking Dylan. And I don't know even if the shit, I, I think the shit with Josh Pruitt is true about his family, but I don't fucking know all of it. I wasn't in his life long enough to, to even be able to verify anything. Okay. Um, Josh Pruitt was getting money left and right. And the crazy thing is Josh Pruitt and Dylan Stevens look alike. They testosterone, big muscles. The only difference is Dylan is really tall. Josh Pruitt was about my height. Okay, maybe a little, maybe a couple inches. He was maybe like five. He was probably a five eight. Okay. Um, big muscles, scary all the time, angry all the time, bullshitting all the time, lying all the time, drinking all the time, and all these women on TikTok don't even know what he is spending their money on. All of these women don't even know what he's spending his money on. And Josh Pruitt, lit, and I watched this. Now listen, I'm a live and let live person. If I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you. I will never talk about you. You know, who, who knows? You might be, a, if you might end up being a situation like this where three full years later, I have to talk about you because you need to be talked about, okay? But for the most part, I keep my mouth shut. My videos are educational. My videos are informative. My videos are, are strategic. My videos, as you can tell by my fucking intro music, my videos are actually well thought out, okay? And if you guys had done any research on me, you would have known that. But anyway, moving forward, um, Dylan and Josh Pruitt are literally the same people in two bodies. And it scares the fuck out of me. It scares me because the Patriots are so easily misled. It scares me because the Patriots are so easily uh, um, to deceive. And ladies and gentlemen, if we are going to save our country, we're going to have to get a lot more clear. So you know what that means for you? You know what that means for all of you? What it means is that you're going to have to go get therapy and figure out why you need someone like Dylan 
Steven's validation in your life so fucking bad? Why do you need people like that so bad? My guess is that you're codependent and you have low self-esteem. My guess is that only 50% of it was about the movement and about saving the country. And the other 50% was about having someone like Dylan, big fucking giant Viking looking motherfucker, having somebody like that pat you on the back and tell you what a good boy you are. That's what I think. I think that there are men, there are beta male, and I'm not saying the Vikings. I'm talking about in general. There are beta males in this world. By the way, Vikings, I don't think really any of you are beta males. And if any of you are beta males, it's you, Dale, for doing $90,000 worth of work for 4K. You're, you're a beta male. Sorry, Dale. Get mad. I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. If, if, if you are responsible for my phone, then fuck you. If you are responsible for that. If not, not fuck you. Sorry. But anyway, there are people, there are men who are so insecure that they have to live vicariously through these big, strapping, teed up, roamed up men who seem invincible. But like you said, Gator, he is a paper tiger. He's all bark and no bite. He's incompetent. He can't even complete small tasks on a small level. He has manipulated all of you into believing, and this Josh Pruitt did the same thing. He manipulates everyone into believing that they are so important to him. You're family. You're a brother. That's what Josh Pruitt did to the Proud Boys, and then he went on TikTok and did the same fucking thing just like Dylan did. Now, let me tell you how things ended for Josh Pruitt. And guys, you might want to come in. You might want to come in a little closer because I'm going to give you some gold right now. You want to know, you want to know how Josh Pruitt finally got, uh, finally got uh, put down, literally put down. Well, Josh Pruitt, and when you Google him, you'll see his stupid ass. Uh, you'll see all their articles, what his stupid ass did. Josh Pruitt, I keep grabbing this. I get excited. Um, what he did was he mil he was milking his arrest at the Capitol as something that was really positive and like really milking his association with Enrique Tario and the Proud Boys way more than it really was. And he was basically deceiving a lot of people online and everybody thought he was like some kind of fucking hero. And I don't know what he was telling people because I was just kind of seeing it once in a while and, and people would come to me with videos. And, but I wasn't cyber stalking him like that. I didn't give a fuck. Fuck him. He made my life a living hell when I stayed with him. So fuck him. Um, let me uh, let me guess. Uh, Dylan is also kind of a, a couch surfer. He's also kind of a, a mooch, you know? I'm, I'm guessing if the personality type is the same, I'm going to guess just like Josh Pruitt was. But anyway, I'm going to and I'm going to wrap this up. We're going to keep this at three hours. Got like nine minutes left. Um, Josh Pruitt. Milked that shit to make himself feel like a celebrity. And there are idiots out here 
in the world who actually bought into all of his crap. But the problem with these roided out weirdos that we're dealing with, especially when they're political and they're really like, you know, America, yeah, fuck yeah, America, especially those types, okay? The problem with it is that they always tell on themselves, they can't control their anger, and the lies will never match up all the way with all the people who are involved, okay? So they're easy to spot. I mean, you can get fooled by one, but after a couple of weeks, I think the average person would be like, this guy's lying. This guy's a dipshit. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about, right? But you, you know, codependent people or people who are looking for belonging or soldiers who are looking for support. Let me say that again, Gator. Soldiers who are looking for support, you're so ready to get behind these larger than life figures and you let you allow them to create these images in your head about who they are and then you you trust but you don't verify you trust but you don't verify you trust but you don't verify and now it's because it becomes a cult i study this shit gator you're very intelligent i could tell you you study psychology too i could tell but Gator, you got played. You became a flying monkey for this dude. Whiskey, stripper, track marks, Dale, Fetty, you all became flying monkeys for this dude. Where, where is, where, how, I, I care about you, okay? I, I know I gave you, I know I gave you guys a harsh spanking, but I care about you. How do, how do you move forward for yourselves? You guys have codependency issues or you have PTSD or you have some sort of, or you're just so extremely lonely. You're something's going on with your depression, your emotions, your mental health. Regular people don't get sucked into cults unless there is an empty void in their heart. Okay. I know that you try to, I know that you guys have spent five hours in that stream illustrating every fucking Darvo, every fucking manipulation tactic that he had to manipulate all of you after you guys all got together and compared notes. I get it. But you have to understand, it's just like every time I'm in a relationship with a man and it doesn't go well, I have to ask myself afterward, I said, okay, what is it that was wrong? What was it? What was missing in me that I was looking for in him? What was missing in my heart? What was it that I needed help with so bad that I thought he was going to be uh, 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 the guy? That I thought he was going to be the qualified commander. What is it? What is it? What's really going on here? I know you probably feel very insulted with me psychoanalyzing your entire organization, but I have to. Because now it's happening again on TikTok with the same dude. And you guys need to learn how to shut it the fuck down. Let me give you the art of war since y'all ain't never fucking read that book. And if you have, you need to act like you've read that book act like you've read that book okay so the way that josh pruitt got shut down was because his behavior 
on TikTok got so erratic. And this dude was losing the way. I, I have a feeling Dylan was the same way. This dude would get a page, get a backup page, lose one page, send people to this page, have the same people pump him up on the fucking TikTok. He had a whole circle of people that would mod for him. He had a whole circle of people that would, uh, 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 what we call, um, pick him up. Cause I used to be very active on TikTok. I told you I've gone viral a dozen times on TikTok. All of my uh, profiles are gone. I've gotten banned six times. Okay. So you have somebody pick you up. You have all your friends pick you up. Every time you lose a platform, you get another one. You make a new pro profile, you, you, you figure it out. Okay. Every time you can either build more and more or you build less and less, but either way, Usually once you've had your, your biggest platform, when you, when you've had your biggest page, generally speaking, you never get that high again. It's, it's unusual for it to happen. Um, so Dylan's over there. Okay. So Josh Pruitt was making all these new pages. He was constantly getting banned on TikTok constantly. It's very easy to get banned on TikTok, by the way. Very easy. For those of you who don't understand how the platform works, very easy. You can get banned for anything, to be honest with you. But what happened was, is that he started threatening so many people, all that anger, all that rage, all that going back and forth and back and forth with people. He would, he would dead ass be on live stream, threatening people's lives, telling people to pull up, telling people he's going to kill them, lying, saying that he had the full force of the Proud Boys behind him, which he never fucking did, okay? He never, he he went to one church meeting and never fucking went to another one because he was never invited back. He never got packed, he never got uh, punched in, He none of that shit with Josh Pruitt, okay? But he has other, but he has Proud Boy wannabes supporting him, right? Just like Dylan probably has three percenter wannabes supporting him, right? Okay, are we seeing a pattern here? He got so crazy on TikTok because he was out. He had he had been to the Capitol on that day because he was out because he was a fucking snitch because he was out. And I didn't find this out till later. I, I had already long been gone out of his life and presence and you know, my thing with my family had already happened to me. Gator knows exactly what I'm talking about. I was in a whole nother space, but anyway, he had fucking, he had fucking talked to the feds somehow wiggled his way out of pretrial detention. So you know what people on TikTok did? Screen recorded everything, every fucking threat, every, every live stream, every, I'm going to kick your ass, every insult, every sexual harassment, people started recording. And so he had his own cult, but there was a whole cult that was like anti-Josh Pruitt, people that he had pissed off, people that he was arguing with, people that he was trolling, people that he was talking shit about. So we had like a pro-Joshua Pruitt cult, and then we had like an anti-Joshua Pruitt cult. And the anti-Joshua Pruitt cult were, came from the pro-Truish cult, I mean, Joshua Pruitt cult. And these people in the anti-Joshua Pruitt cult ended up calling the FBI. And 
what he was doing on TikTok was a violation of his pre-trial detention. And not that I am happy about any fucking patriot ever being in the gulag, but I am happy that this, there is one who's in the gulag. And I fucking, I'll say that with my whole fucking chest. Josh Pruitt can fucking die there if he wants to. Because just like Dylan, he was a slimy, scamming, dangerous piece of shit. And not only that, and a, lot, a liability to our movement, a liability to all conservatives and a liability to President Donald fucking J. Trump himself. If patriots are going to be out, out here acting like this, then, 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 then how are we truly supporting our president? We are on, this country is under attack right the fuck now and Y'all is on TikTok watching battles and sending cash apps to weirdos. And if you don't like Donald Trump, put Viviek or Ron DeSantis or Larry Elder up there. I don't care who you put up there. But we have work to do, patriots. We have business to attend to. We have meetings that we need to have. There is healing in the hearts of patriots that needs to take place so they're not following behind crazy psychos like Josh Pruitt and grifters like Dylan Stevens. There have to be some boundaries in your life. There have to be some standards for leadership in this movement. And if we don't get them, the patriots are going to continue to be led astray just like the angry Vikings were. And that's my final thought. That's all three hours of me exhaustively telling you a story of how I was treated, humiliated by the very extremely incompetent angry Vikings security team. And if, and if the angry Vikings, and if Dylan as, is as incompetent as the angry Vikings say that he is, I'm not surprised because you guys are incompetent too. And I say that with love. Um, I'm trying to be humble and kind. I'm not mad at anybody. And I want to just end the, um, end the stream by saying this. None of you Vikings better do, say shit to me. I've been through enough. You guys have been through enough. I'm not trying to be your fucking friend, but I do have the right to tell what happened. But I do see a teachable moment to try to help you guys. I do see a teachable moment. I hope you will take what I've said to your heart. I hope you have learned that you must not it's not just about knowing your enemy. You also have to know yourself so that you don't become someone who gets Stockholm syndrome from these weirdo narcissist psychos. You don't want to be a victim of narcissistic abuse. Trust me, it sucks. You don't want that for yourselves. You want to be the strongest, happiest, focused, disciplined men that you can be. Because I don't know how much more time we got left. I don't know how much more time we got left, Patriots, Vikings.
we better work on ourselves and we better get our our hearts together and we better get some real we better get real clear in our minds about who we deal with how much of your life your time your money your energy your your everything did you put into this organization to have nothing to show for it i mean i know you guys say you're all still friends and you're still a community and the good ones are still there and like great okay great i'm glad you guys got that but when you go to battle you better check the qualifications of your commander and with that patriots i am done red pill tmz is over I will never see, talk to, or talk about any Viking, angry Viking again. But I do want to say this to uh, Gator. Gator, if you ever want to reach out to me and talk about anything but angry Viking stuff, I would like to talk to you as a man, as a parent, as a Christian as someone who's hurt, as a, as a parent that's hurting, I would like to talk to you and I would like to be a friend to you if you are open to it. You know more of my business than I know of yours. But if we could keep a code word between us, I would say it would be Catawba Indian because you know what that means and you know where that is. And so you unintentionally kind of know my roots. And I know you don't know that you know my roots, but I know that you know my roots because of where you are. Um, or at least where your family member was. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, so Gator, you're pretty much the only one that I really respect. Whiskey, stripper lady, beautiful stripper lady. I have respect for you. Will, and Castro, I have respect for you. Y'all four are, are cool with me. Dale, you know in your heart whether or not you hacked my phone. So if you did, fuck you. And if you didn't, I hope you have taken my advice as somebody who's worked in Silicon Valley. I hope you've at least to take, taken my advice. I don't ever want to hear or see any of you again. I don't give a shit. But Gator, if you ever want to reach out, I will pick up the phone. We don't have to be friends. And again, I do not want to talk about anything angry biking related. I don't even want to talk about this video, but I would like to talk to you as a man, as a parent. So, and you're very charming. I just wanted to say that again, Gator. You are very, very charming. I really like your personality um, and you're very, very funny. So with all of that, guys, patriots, patriots, please stop joining cults. Stop giving your money to grifters and stand tall and stay big.